1: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com
2: backslash pod fifty to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com
1: backslash pod 50 for 50% off. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. <laughs> On the
2: left. <laughs> right from your That's when the cannibalism started. I was doing some research because a listener sent me a bit of information about
0: FDR's final days. Is that what you call masturbating now?
2: <laughs> uh, but apparently FDR, at the time, he had suffered from hypertension, uh-huh. like I do, presidential yeah. disease. Wow, it, uh, sound, it actually Same sound, level of stress. The way that
0: you say it, it sounds like a superpower. Hypertension.
2: Yeah. I do feel cool, but it's yeah. not like, it's not Tron, because it kind of feels <laughs> like I'm a guy from Tron, but I'm not because I'm just like it's just sleeping illness. You could
0: hang out with Sleeper Jeff Bridges.
2: Illness. I could, uh, but he won't answer my letters. Yeah. Isn't that weird? You, but th-
3: we can all make our disorders like sound super cool. Like, bipolar,
0: yeah. oh. Attention deficit hyper disorder. <laughs> Whoa, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Why are you it- always late? Do you stack things weird? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hyper
2: disorder <laughs> you have there, sir. <laughs> uh, but FDRs for a while, they thought hypertension, like blood pressure, they thought if you had high blood pressure that it was like healthy. Yeah, because Man, you were more that. of a man. It doesn't that you more blood was shooting around in a thicker <laughs> way and against America, they're all like,
0: production is right. excellent. Bigger, so you're telling me they, they made a nuclear bomb but at the same time they're like, high blood pressure, that guy's going to live forever. <laughs> exactly.
1: All
2: right, fantastic. <laughs> but apparently at his death, um, which was not you won't let me use the word mistress's house uh, because no. she was it was very complicated it's much more complicated apparently, than a mistress relationship yeah because it, yeah it says right here it was his right hand woman he could have used a two legged woman somebody can have <laughs> oh, him
3: downstairs right, right. wow him. you really nailed it
2: nobody's safe
3: yes Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. leave Missy Lahand out of this
2: Gross yeah. mode again
0: Missy Lafitte is what FDR was doing <laughs> wow you've um, really done it now but
2: the, uh, if you look at his his blood pressure apparently at the very end of his life was three. Fifty over one ninety
0: five. Wow! I, I wonder why he was so stressed. Welcome to the last crazy? podcast of the insane. left, everyone. Ben hanging out with Henry and Marcus, and Henry, you better reverse this trend of getting your blood pressure down. it up. We need you in office. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> I
2: got to. I, my goal is that by next year, my blood pressure will be so high that my the. Whites of my eyes are going to be
0: crimson. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? You don't even have to tattoo them. No. Um, uh, today's episode's going to be rough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. The Manhattan Project Part 5. It's reading like a horror film. Yes, oh, Very much so. I mean- This is Hiroshima. We're here. We're here.
2: Can you really finally? Ah, ah, Hiroshima. What a good place. Ah, mm. As you could tell, um, as we covered the the episode of This Is Our Life uh, from the 1950s, it covers Hiroshima. This is your life. This is your life. They definitely cover just what a beautiful morning it was.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's not nice. Now, if you're American, it's almost certain that when or if you were taught about the end of World War II... The dropping of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki was framed as a necessary evil perpetrated to prevent the deaths of millions of lives, both American and Japanese. I
0: don't remember it being framed as evil at all. No, I remember remember... it being framed as if plumes of liberation (laughs) went over to the people of Nagasaki. It's technically a holiday. Yes. (laughs) They're like, and then they knelt down and thanked us.
3: They're like,
0: thank God. We needed to be spanked.
3: (laughs) Well, to bolster this argument, atomic apologists often point towards domestic Japanese programs like the Tonorigumi. If you listen to uh, Dan Carlin's Supernova in the East,
2: he really does talk quite a bit about the fervor within the country and how it's so. From that perspective, you can kind of see like, oh, they were they were an intense bunch. They were very intense. bunch. Absolutely.
3: Just like everybody else. Only more so. Yes. Wow. Dan, call us. Please call us. Well, Tony, I think he has a rotary phone. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I was saying, saying that again. What do you really do? We want to get in contact with him, but I think I have to send attach a message to a pony and yeah. send it out. I think he's in Michigan. No, somewhere no,
3: no, no. He's got a PO box somewhere in Washington State. Yeah. All right, well, maybe we don't want to bother him. (laughs) Well, Tonurugumi were mandatory groups of 10 to 15 domestic Japanese households that were responsible for ration allocation, government bond distribution, propaganda distribution, and civil defense. Guys, hear me out. I think I should be in charge of the rations. Uh I just, oh, two for me,
0: one for you, two for me, one for you. We'll play the two for me, one for you
3: game. You're the fattest man in
0: town. How?
3: (laughs) Well, additionally, by the end of the war, these Tonorugumi units had received military training to observe enemy planes and boats. Most frightening to the alarmists, though, was the fact that the Japanese imperial government intended to draft the Tonorugumi as private militias in case of an enemy invasion. And I think it was probably met with mixed results of some. I do imagine a good chunk of them were like, yeah, I can't wait, yeah! yeah, i will kill! I'm fine! Absolutely. And this does sound intimidating. It's almost frightening when one took into account the tenacity and ferocity of the average Japanese soldier. Of course, propaganda had made the Japanese a terrifying people to the Americans. Put simply, Japan was seen by America as a nation of zealots that were determined to fight to the last man, woman, and child for the glory of the emperor, all because he told them to.
0: If we only had a cartoon bunny to take down these goddamn
3: Japanese individuals. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that here in a second. But here's the thing about the Tonorigumi. Their duties and responsibilities were almost exactly the duties and responsibilities thrust upon the American public during World War II. It's Hmm.
2: actually uh, even more so the giant systemic version of pumping out multiple different versions of the Navy and the Air Force Mm. and the Army and again and again and again. We didn't mobilize our homes. We turned our entire industrial network into a war making machine. Mm -hmm. It almost seems like that's a level
0: of zealotry. As well. Yeah. What is that constitutional amendment? Is it two, three? You can't harbor the soldiers. You don't kind of harbor soldiers. I think
3: it's
2: three
0: or four. But yeah. So if you, you make it, everyone soldiers, then I guess you're not harboring soldiers anymore and that's the reason
2: why eventually with the, what Airbnb is trying to
0: do right now yeah. make it illegal
2: for you to even go to an Airbnb because we are all soldiers of light
3: in
0: the army of Christ oh you're on militarized Airbnb also mm-hmm. it's really
3: fun well in this context we're talking more about the people than the industry for example America had the office of civilian defense to help with domestic war efforts yeah Ratchet. that's
2: where that's where you had like girls in the short skirts playing softball right and they're, yeah. they're washing each other in a, in a brook yeah it's like, yeah right? so like, you got the two rivers.
3: Yeah, the OCD. Absolutely, yeah. That's what it's all about. It's rationing.
0: It's International Police Academy with nuclear weapons. I mean, that's kind of fun. <laughs> no in a way.
3: Yeah, in America, rationing was an everyday part of life, and towns across America ran constant drives to sell war bonds to help with the war effort. And when it came to propaganda, ours ran so deep that Donald Duck was in charge when it came to beating the Nazis, <laughs> while Bugs Bunny fought the Japanese in a cartoon that had an actual racial slur in the title. I think that Bugs Bunny... He should have walked away from that cartoon. First <laughs> well, of all, if Bugs Bunny yeah, if was his so-called American idol,
2: he would have understood what this would apply to in history, and he would have walked away. So in, in that case, Bugs Bunny is canceled.
0: Yeah, I actually think <laughs> they could have used Elmer against the Nazis. Except he did dress
2: as fun. a lady very similar to Harry Styles, uncanceled.
3: Uncanceled, yeah. Well, that race hmm. is title, that's in addition to some incredibly harsh racial slurs Mm. used in the cartoon when Bugs Bunny hands out grenade-filled ice cream bars to Japanese soldiers who are all portrayed as barefoot subhuman savages. And also, Bugs Bunny weirdly gets laid at the end of the cartoon. Interesting.
0: He's in the army.
3: You you can't (laughs) eat that. What
0: grenade ice cream? Yeah. I also
2: just know, imagine a bunch of Japanese men pushing a little rabbit down, fucking it in a field.
0: Oh yeah, they would have. It would have <laughs> been. Met, I spit on your grave times a thousand. Isn't
2: it also weirder the idea of a little actual rabbit dressed in a human lady's clothes, right. Right. being made love to by POWs from World War II?
0: And this war has been directed by John Waters. Now that's Interesting, a really riveting this. Rosie. <laughs> oh, yes, wow. indeed.
3: But what scared Americans most about Japan were the militias. It seemed otherworldly to some Americans.
0: We were invented by <laughs> yeah, the militias. I don't even we wanna, created militias. We're not even going to talk about together. that.
3: It's in our fucking constitution. We're well, supposed to have them. <laughs>
0: You know, I heard those savages get together with firearms and talk about overthrowing the government. (laughs) Anyway, what are we doing? Oh, Uh, we're going to get together with some firearms and overthrow the
2: government. This might not be a good episode for July Fourth weekend. (laughs) It's July Fourth
3: weekend. Yes, it is. but really, this is all about cultural differences. The cultural difference between us and the Japanese is that the Japanese formed and ran their Tonaragumi units with complete obedience, which was such a foreign concept for many Americans that it sort of freaked us out. Where the Japanese followed orders, most Americans had to be dragged, kicking and screaming into any effort towards the greater good, and they saw anything to the contrary as un-American. Put another way, an American man in the 1940s might say, yeah, I'll kill as many people as you fucking want. Okay. I'll shoot him. I'll blow him up. I'll burn him to death. I'll okay. do whatever the fuck you want. Okay. But okay. I'll be goddamn if you're going to tell me that I can only eat two potatoes a day instead of three. Because it's my God-given right as a fucking American to eat as many goddamn potatoes as I fucking want Somebody to. Somebody's
0: saying my language. Uh, yes, they are actually correct. And Marcus, it seems to me as if you call this the greater good. Seems like, what's that on your tongue? A little bit of leather from licking all those boots? Interesting. Wow, the oh, greater good. The nuclear bombs.
3: by yes. by the, the whack
2: Upon the shoe
3: Intriguing. I believe we've hit upon a little bit of the old Patented Ben Kissel Contrarianism on purpose oh, 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 A little oh, bit oh. of the old Wait, no, you Misunderstanding just- something on purpose
0: Wow mm, Sometimes I
2: guess his politician nature is showing itself <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been swift voted <laughs>
2: I I also it's interesting though, because this is how propaganda serves its purpose. Yeah. Because we have alienated these people in our minds. We have now yes. as an American people, we're saying, oh my God, this like this pack of relentless maniacs. We're never gonna be able to beat these guys. We're gonna have to stomp them out until we're gonna we're gonna have to kill every last one of them. When mm. don't you think that maybe some of them felt the same exact way? That we felt when they were forced by gun to go and sign up for these various things. They talk about that with the the kamikaze community, too. Like, yeah, a lot of them felt duty-bound, but it was that duty-bound that made them, they made them go do. They were men of honor that wanted to honor this oath that they took to the army, but a lot of them were not hyper-enthusiastic.
0: Can you have a kamikaze community? Wouldn't, uh... Wouldn't they all well, sort of slowly be like, the,
3: Where's Daryl? Were there He had to go Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there he is right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. It's about adding new members constantly. You you have get, to. Yeah, it's a yes, big turnover on membership. High turnover yeah. rate. Yeah. You know,
2: it's a, there are, because they were like, some of them were trained to go and then didn't go. So you yeah. had guys that were all ready to go yeah. and didn't get to go. And they have on all of the letters, a lot of them are like, Gee, wish I didn't have to do this. Yeah. Oh my
0: god, I but, would if, imagine.
2: but if I don't do this, I go to military jail.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, perfect propaganda from cartoons to military to uh,
3: to uh, you know news reels. Everyone's getting hit. Yeah, and it goes even further than that. I mean, eventually. Most Americans when it came to rationing and so on and so forth, most Americans fell in line after America brought in a daddy named Leon Henderson. Leon Henderson Leon. Leon Henderson pissed off people so bad in being very very strict about rationing that in retaliation a large number of solid greater good New Deal programs were repealed and never brought back. If you ever ask like hmm. what happened to all that cool New Deal shit? Yeah. This. Leon oh. Henderson he pissed off people by being really hardcore with rationing pissed off a bunch of people the Democrats went out of power yeah. and so all of that New Deal shit got repealed in the midst of World War II and, well, and the aftermath of World Marcus, War II
0: Marcus now that you love rationing so much you'll be happy to know that certain members of our government are going to stop school or lunches for free <laughs> so there you go we're going to ration the kids are going to have to ration a little bit you, are, you found- are
3: purposefully you are no, absolutely no, misunderstanding no. it he you is, are misunderstanding I it because Marcus I'm Marcus te- for prison <laughs> I don't think Marcus Purposefully is... Purposefully misunderstanding.
0: No, no.
2: The only thing Marcus likes about prison is the ability to read uninterrupted.
3: That is, you would... Actually, <laughs> that would, be, enough, would yeah. be nice. Unfortunately, I have a hard time uh, concentrating when I am in a constant state of terror. No, uh, no. Yeah.
0: You would be in the constant state of loneliness because, you know, you'd probably have to be because you're sensitive. You'd probably have, have to be, be with all the, with the uh, extra...
3: But
2: I always feel like that, kids- With the
0: Fogels, the Jared <laughs> Fogels of the world. So you wouldn't have time to, to read. You'd be alone in a cell. Okay. That's the
2: thing. Is that's a problem is that people like us, because I would also probably be isolated immediately because I'd be like,
1: get me out of here! Get me out of here! i to to kill myself if I answer
2: So they would probably have to put me in isolation, but then who are we spending our time with? Just a guy being like, yeah, i made a thousand angels. You want to see my angel connection? I, you better and say yes. Like, yes. yeah, absolutely. And he's just got his tapestry of cum that he has turned into a spider web and you have to go like, oh, wow. Oh,
3: Oh, oh! <laughs> all right. Well, back well, at it. Well, the point is, is that what Leon Henderson did? It worked without mm. rationing, without putting all the rubber and all the metal and all the scrap metal and all that shit, and turning our entire industry into a war machine. Without that, without being forced to do that, we would not have won World War II. We would not have been as effective of, a, of yep. a force as we actually were. And after the fact, the so-called greatest generation pretended that they'd all come together for the war effort immediately and without complaint in order to bring back our boys as soon as possible. But no, Marcus. They did not fucking do that. You're
0: going to diss the greatest generation right yeah, now? I'm yes. Oh, uh, hold gonna, on a second. Yeah, Mr. Brokaw? <laughs> Mr. Tom Brokaw? He's fucking out. He fucked up. He didn't do his job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming
0: for Tom Brokaw I'm now.
3: Just saying we are it today. I'm yeah. just saying the greatest generation isn't as fucking great as they make themselves <laughs> out to be. I like
2: this. I like eating <laughs> hot takes over. I like this. I'm fine. <laughs> I can take heat.
3: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I it's, got my fucking Kevlar panties man, on. It's straight fucking propaganda that is still in effect today. It's one of the great myths they of World War II. They are dying, Marcus. Good. They're just let, Oh my the, God. How many World them War, get them go. How many World War II vets are left? 12?
0: Yeah, and they're well, the ones, they when, don't
3: matter. Yeah, they were just kids
2: <laughs> screwing into, like, literally, like, p- putting the Seriously. one last screw into yeah. a jet yeah. at yeah. this point. Every
3: yeah. World War II vet in my family's fucking dead. It was my job as an 11-year-old boy to kiss all the pilots before they left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, <laughs> uh, it's another myth that uh, we are still t- dealing with now. You can see the repercussions now of, like, it just seems, that uh, it's just real difficult to get a entire island nation of individualists together yeah. to do something. Like you yeah. have all of America, this massive swath, huge size, all different types of population. and having them all try to be both special stars, uh-huh. that each one is their mm-hmm. own your your yes, you're your own your God, special your own little master universe. special little universe, which I do believe in. But it's really hard to get them all to then uh, agree to help each other. Yeah. Because they are they're naturally against it.
0: Thank yes. God a weapon of mass destruction Brought was able to together. do just that. Yeah,
3: Because Ma- the key word was mass. Mass. Yeah. And I bring up all this propaganda for a reason. Because it was America's sustained propaganda efforts that made both the dropping of the bomb and its later similarly mythical justification possible. In the most basic terms, the government framed the argument as a false dichotomy. If you are against the use of the atomic bomb, then you were for killing Americans. No middle ground. That's how they do it. That's yeah. what they do. And for many, this dichotomy only gained strength after the horrors of the atomic bomb became public in 1946. They doubled down. In fact, one poll said that a quarter of Americans wish that we would have dropped more bombs on Japan. You the know? greatest generation. <laughs> <There's> See, Marcus,
2: <laughs> there was a lot of people on board.
3: Like,
2: he just wanted to, I don't know, yeah. they liked the clouds. They yeah. also
0: saw it on TV. They're like, yes. I missed that one. Could we get one with the better footage. But it was a little <laughs> grainy.
3: I mean, my entire point is that you don't need to mythologize. You don't need to mythologize older generations, older times. Humans have been the same forever and always, and we will continue to be the same forever and always. And it's not until we fucking accept that that we can truly make change in this world. Or maybe huh? we're
2: forced to be jammed together by AI.
3: It <laughs> sounds like
2: it is truly coming down the pipe, whether we like oh, it or not. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: indeed. You see that robot playing tennis? Oh yeah. Let's yeah. Move.
3: Well, I mean, you remember in the immediate aftermath of 9-11, you remember during the worst of the Iraq War, nuke the Middle East became a popular refrain amongst mm. many citizens. At least maybe that was just in Texas. That I don't know if you got that Texas. Wisconsin. I
0: definitely remember killing everyone that may even be <laughs> close to Dan. I'm going to honestly say
2: I was... In 1969, in my mind mm-hmm. during oh, those years. Yeah, okay. So I wasn't really. So you were, there so you were fighting
3: Vietnam oh, yeah, I, I
2: was thankful for Vietnam because of all the groovy tunes that came out of yeah, it. Man. Man. Yeah,
0: Yeah. It would be funny to see with a hat on with a bunch of sticks in it in college. <laughs> it's Vietnam. We're the Viet Cong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they loved me there. Yeah, they did.
3: <laughs> but while many Americans knew that atomic warfare was, quote unquote, bad, or at the very least, distasteful you know what the
0: biggest that's the my biggest (laughs) takeaway
3: the full scope of what exactly the bomb did to the people of hiroshima and nagasaki it isn't common knowledge because it's just too goddamn horrifying for most people to handle. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like how everybody knows about you know the big serial killers, the big three. Because you can kind of gloss over the details and it's still a good story. It's the reason why people don't know about the Chicago Rippers because it's truly just pure horror and they don't want to hear it. Oh right. yeah, they
2: just did a they just released the transcript of the uh, Toolbox Killers. The, oh. the, the the talking about the they recorded one of their murders and you see the mm. detail. Within it, and it is extremely horrific. But it was like when we were going to do an episode on the toolbox colors, right. we went to go into do going to all the research for it. I was like, "There's nothing here. Why can't I find anything?" There's been no definitive real anything, and so then that thing came out, and you're like, "Oh, it's because it uh, destroys your soul." Yeah, like reading the content that happened yeah. yeah, I suppose it makes we'll, you half a
0: human for an afternoon. We will <laughs> cover that at some point, I guess. You know, maybe I, I don't know. It's the fucking Chicago,
2: disgusting. Yeah. Sadly, like the Chicago. Chicago Rippers is, is that story. Right, yeah. right,
3: yeah. Yeah. But to the point of not being able to handle the truth, if the average American truly knew just how awful Hiroshima and Nagasaki really were, then our image of ourselves as the saviors of humanity after World War II, that gets greatly tarnished. And as we know, World War II is pretty much all we have to be proud of when it comes to military operations over the last 80 years to the point where assholes are still wearing t-shirts to this day that say America back to back world war
2: champs but no one ever says that about like the, the white socks right? like <laughs> one like, like two world series like 50 years apart like we they can't. Would. Yeah. They,
0: if they did there would be t-shirts
2: about that. Say, yeah, but you, would would know,
3: like, you don't go back to like you know the the the, the sports uh, achievements of the 1940s yeah, you know no. people, we aren't really holding On to that anymore.
2: Yeah. Lost four roars in a row to villagers with spikes. (laughs) You don't see that shirt. Where's that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people taking credit for something they'd had no part of.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't go like. Four for four South American coups. I mean, technically we would be. So we got
0: the two wars. <laughs> I do wars. want that shirt.
2: <laughs> I fucking want that shirt. I'm gonna my say CIA team. My, yeah, <laughs> like
0: team CIA shirt. Yeah. Dude, yeah, they're working hard right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah we want the two. One World War One, World War II. then Korean. That's just moot. That's that's neutral Vietnam. You could say lost, but we'll just say tied. We lost Iraq War One. Message sent. So I'm gonna give that a victory. <laughs> so Iraq War II, That's gonna be. That was more of a. That's a. That's a slow Roll yeah, that's, out. A, that's a slow roll out, and then Afghan. Yeah, we're about two for. We're two, one, and three. We're two, one, <laughs>
3: and three right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say one, one. I I would say one, two, and three. Ugh.
2: Can I ask though, as Dang. a comedian, no. can I just ask this in the middle? Is before we start, because obviously we're going to get into some really heavy material. Extraordinarily
3: here. heavy. This is going to be some of the most intense shit we've ever talked about yeah, on the
2: show. And I, you know, like I'm a silly guy. And so, like, you know, I'm going to try to make jokes, but I do feel like, in many ways, like, I feel like comedians should be treated like medics in the war. <laughs> We should be allowed, we should be able to wave a little flag uh-huh. that says, like, I'm a comedian, this is legal, it's legal okay. for me to, like, oh, I just sometimes, you know, because when I mess up, just be, I get an angry email. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, right. you know, because you can still take shots. Because, like, you don't think that a medic at some point, because medics, you're not supposed to shoot them. You yeah. don't think a medic every once in a while didn't shoot a fucking Nazi in the back of the head. Uh, right? Well, yeah, oh, I mean, I'm actually, sure they right? did. Well,
3: once you got to a certain point in the war, like, yeah, the medics, especially in Japan, like on the Pacific side. That's kind of cool for them. And the, no, they were absolutely fucking horrified to do it they did not want to do it at all because they became medics specifically so they wouldn't have to kill people that's yeah sad. i always get into what always, a waste of all these bullets i always
0: get into medicine when i don't want to see a bunch of gore
3: <laughs> i mean like yeah we did take down the germans from the west while the russians took it from the east we conquered the italians we stormed the beaches at we, normandy we liberated conquer the
2: italians <laughs> so we you'd be surprised oh, you, know, you
3: show up at 3 p.m oh well, the Itali- yeah the, the italian the italian front was actually because you know why Craggy, real craggy land, real hard to take. That's where my grandfather was. Yeah. But right at the end of World War II, when we could have come out clean, we not only committed war crimes, we invented entirely new war crimes when we really didn't have to.
2: That is the wartime equivalent of someone coming up to me saying, so what are you working on
0: next? (laughs) What you working on next? Above and beyond. (laughs) That's America. America.
3: And so without further ado... Let's get into those war crimes with our return to the city of Hiroshima. Just, why are you laughing? They were fucking war crimes. They are war crimes, Henry. <laughs> why are you laughing? This episode of War Crimes <laughs> is brought
0: to you by BetterHelp. Yeah, BetterHelp. If you had your nest later this morning, when you are waking up and you want a good Jimmy Dean breakfast, message, never forget it was brought to you by War Crimes. <laughs> and then I saw the mushroom cloud. <laughs> Oh, seems sounds like you need a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit from Jimmy <laughs> D.
1: Right from your
2: My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put
3: We're rejoining this story just as the little boy bomb is slowly dropping by parachute on its way to change the course of human history. And the fact they put that spinny hat on it, I just (laughs) thought that was rude. Okay, I'm done. Now, B-29 Super Fortress planes, the kind that dropped nukes, they weren't an uncommon sight in the skies of Hiroshima. This area was often a rendezvous point for B-29s on their way to firebomb other cities. Oh! But even though Hiroshima hadn't been firebombed yet, the air raid siren still went off every time a B-29 was spotted, just in case they decided to firebomb this time. Ugh. And by the morning of August 6, 1945, since so many cities had been firebombed over Japan over the previous week, the citizens of Hiroshima were fried because they'd been woken up every night for weeks by air raid warnings. But with every warning, the firebombing that had ravaged so many other Japanese cities hadn't come. So the people of Hiroshima began to think that maybe they'd be spared the fate of cities like Tokyo, where over 100,000 people had been burned alive. Can I just say this? Let me sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't wake me me up. Just let me sleep. I'll die in my sleep. Please don't wake
3: me up. Yeah. Now, Japanese intelligence had been tracking the movements of the plane carrying the atomic bomb bound for Hiroshima, and they knew enough about recent breakthroughs in nuclear research to surmise that just three planes grouped together rather than hundreds out there on a bomb run, that implied there might be a surprise in store. Oh, yeah, and especially
2: it had been kind of, how do you say, loosely floated that we are working on a brand new super weapon, and it seems that, oh, whoa, the United States keeps building these giant Air Force bases right next to us, the yeah. in, impromptu and real quick. And then there's all these supply chains that are showing up and a bunch of new soldiers, all these other things. And so they're at first they're thinking, oh, they're coming now. Yeah. They're going to come do a full scale invasion, which is why originally they're starting to kind of like, they would hide in the mountains. They would send soldiers up into it and they would bury themselves in these sort of like, kind of what they learned when we talked about Iwo Jima
1: Iwo Jima
2: they would go and hide and then pop out and get you yeah right like once you were to pass them but uh, that was not what was coming
3: no but even after intelligence informed the imperial Japanese army of the Enola Gaze trajectory oh that you was-
2: know, you know what we forgot when someone brought up to my attention Benola Gay.
0: <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> and there's nothing you know, wrong with that. I just forgot. <laughs> yeah, give me a fucking dick. I'll butt it off right now. That's the
2: shirt. That's, that's the merch. That's the shirt that no, they Someone could pick pl- B- B29 and Bud no, Light lines no.
3: out of it. Yeah. I just feel like we have to. I feel like we have to do it now at this okay, point. Okay, hear me out.
0: Hear me out. Kissel knocked. wow Wow. wow. honestly that's your tour (laughs) when you do your full stand it's the night of kissel the night
2: of long long
3: jokes (laughs) you know well even after intelligence said hey there's this bomb coming the generals chose to not only keep their fighters on the ground they decided to not warn hiroshima in any way and, and really, we don't really know why. Were they complicit? I was I was reading a thing. Not I complicit. Don't no? We just don't really know why. Like, there was just a, some arbitrary decision was made. This is a question. This is mm. one of those many questions
2: of history of, like, they did know that something was hyper unusual about this flyover of three planes. And they had hours notice. They could have scrambled planes to, t- to intercept. Uh, they didn't. Uh, mm. And This is kind of where I got into my little, you know, Dick Cheney, Him laughing like imagining an American flag draped over a globe. Like, I feel like there was a little bit of that where they might have felt that we can further our position in life if we kind of take this one on the chin, maybe like there's something to it or they just didn't want to acknowledge it. They just straight up were like, we're just going to protect we're going to stick our heads in the sand.
3: I think it was probably I I think most likely At this point, the Japanese Air Force is running pretty low. And the B-29s, like another name for the B-29 is the Super Fortress because these fuckers were intense. They weren't just made to drop bombs. They were made to fly through the air and kill everything in the air around them so they could drop bombs. So if you're sending out, you know, planes... You don't know what the fuck they're there for. You don't know what they're doing. They might just be on a reconnaissance mission. You don't have a whole lot of planes to spare. But they also refused to believe that the Americans would be able to build a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Additionally, when the Enola Gay came into Hiroshima's sight from the ground, when someone eyeballed it, no air raid signal was given because the men responsible for giving the go-ahead were at breakfast. Now... This isn't quite the dereliction of duty that one might expect. I don't know this for sure, but knowing what I know about American firebomb raids on Japan, morning was probably a time of relief. Once the sun came up, the danger was gone because American firebombings always happened at night. Because it's harder to fight back, and then when the smoke emerges, all that kind of stuff, it's harder to, it's harder to f- see the planes in the sky. The yeah. cover of night. As such, a 14-year-old girl named Yoshi Oka spotted the Enola Gay, but was forced by protocol to sit there with her finger on the air raid button, waiting for the order to be given. I see a man, his long,
2: flowing orange hair. Its wide cardigan arms spread wide, <laughs> and it does seem to be several cylinders of green coming from his gut. Oh, what a sight to see.
0: Come with me, little girl, if you want to live. <laughs> the the plain garbled. <laughs> <laughs> Come with you, girl, you want to live. I, I
2: smell the smell of scotch, and I see the indents of PlayStation buttons on his thumbs.
0: I've been playing with Jordan Love, as a matter of fact. Oh, a little nice. better, yeah. Doing good. Also, Diablo 4. Surprisingly fun. I, are you getting into the really grind? Really enjoying it. I can see really you getting it.
3: into the grind. I, I'm a I'm Thank on the Final Fantasy 16 right now. It's I'd like a to of all of the game. horrible the
2: victims of Hiroshima that couldn't <laughs> play Diablo 4.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Henry. Now the fact that a 14 year old girl was in such a position tells you a lot about Hiroshima as a city. While the Americans were telling themselves and telling everyone else that Hiroshima was a pure military target and mm. therefore fair game, the reality was far from it. Yeah. Even though 23,000 children had mercifully been evacuated outside the city a few months earlier so they might escape a possible firebombing, there were only about 43,000 soldiers there, which is a lot. 43,000 is a bunch. But as far as civilians, quarter million. Yeah, they just left them all behind. So it was the the ratio for military personnel to civilians was quite low.
2: Also, you look at a a country low in resources. What do I know? from Civ 6, is that when you are, when cities get bombing and then populations increases across the other cities, the resources for the other cities go down. So, you can only spread the people as far as where the food is. So, if you don't have any food, it's going to be hard for you, a bunch of extra, an extra 250,000 people to show up at your city. It's going to be extremely difficult to house and feed them. Absolutely.
3: Even just those 23,000 children, like, the stories that they tell is that they mostly starved out there in the country. They had very little rations. They were Lucky to get like a ball of rice a day, as far as what they could eat. Like yeah. everybody in Japan is fucking starving at this right. time. Now, by the time fourteen-year-old Yoshioka finally heard the go-ahead buzzer to push the air raid button, it was eight thirteen a.m. This gave the city of Hiroshima two minutes oh. to prepare before a Little Bomb detonated nineteen hundred feet above the city center.
0: Hold on, hold on! Show me your tits really quick. Uh, I can't get hard
3: You know, I was, i really fucking wrote that like as a way, like I was really trying to, to, to get suspense. some sort of like tension I was and s- about some jerking suspense, off, the bar. like something that like really like, Show me your it's tits fucking, like, like, like. It's like I worked on it like you know for like a couple of hours. Isn't just, that like, amazing? How you can just worked. Ah, really, God, you can just, all fucking, work all work, just all the work, all the work. This up. is
0: gonna just be all, fantastic. Yeah, oh, Ben and Henry are gonna love that making jokes here. Crafted. It was just like
3: you know, crap. Really crafted, you know. I feel
0: like
2: I feel like if I had two minutes left, I would just turn that when any woman was next to me and be like, let me just see your boobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's... Let me just see your boobs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. This is you asked us to be part of this.
3: Maybe Mr. Carlin needs a co-host. Maybe I should call I him think up. You ben guys and Henry would fucking eviscerate were... each other. Ben and
2: Henry were just two normal people. Only more so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys would hate each other so fucking much. I think that
2: they'd get along. he think he'd look at us. I think he might embrace some levity.
0: Yeah, I think he I, I think, think he Marcus will. and him would say,
2: well, actually, yeah, like well, a thousand, I, thousand listen times listen to Dan together. Carlin. Of you course. let Dan Carlin can well actually you all. all oh, you want. absolutely. No, no,
3: no. Dan Carlin is, is a far superior being to I. To Even me. when it
0: comes to serial killers?
3: No, not when it comes to but, serial killers. So there
0: we'll, you go. We'll go get him drunk. <laughs>
3: We gotta get him fucking
0: hammered and see what he does. All right. Okay. So we, wigs. Let, okay do it seriously. We can keep. We'll. we'll but I okay. won't make
3: my joke. All right. Okay. All right. This gave the city of Hiroshima less than two minutes to prepare before a little boy detonated nineteen hundred feet above the city center. Immediately upon the bomb's detonation, a tremendous flash of pure, silent white energy blasted mm. its way from the epicenter, and less than one tenth of a second. of Hiroshima's population, 80,000 people, were simply gone. A man sitting on the steps of a bank waiting for it to open was reduced to a dusty black outline on the granite. And the skin on people, even as far away as the suburbs, was darkened several shades, save what parts of their bodies were shielded from the blast. For example, say you held your hand up to your face just by instinct. Everything around the shadow of your hand would have been darkened, but the skin shielded by your hand would stay its normal shade. These markings came to be called the Mask of Hiroshima. And they persisted for months afterward. It's so weird.
2: You just sent like a chill up my spine. The idea yeah. of like, because the mask of Hiroshima does sound like an incredible spa, but it not, really, it's yeah, not that's good. True. No, that's true. No, no.
0: It's, that's so very bad. The but. mask is the shadow outline. <laughs> of your hand. Of your hand. Well, or, why or, didn't it erode the hand? Well, because um, it does physically block a, the energetic wave. Oh. Th-
3: because this is the power. Remember, this is the power of the sun. They have unlocked right. the power of the sun. They have basically opened up a sun in the middle of oh Hiroshima. So what we're talking about here, it's a sunburn, but it's the most intense sunburn. Right. You could possibly... A, a sunburn that will darken your skin for five months instantly yeah cook you it's cooking you and then yes. the uh, you'll see because
2: they talked about it in the testing they said that when they tried to, you couldn't block the light if you wanted to where it was like forget who said it it was like they saw it and they saw it free like through the glass and that was Richard Feynman it was Feynman that man. he saw it and he said that the only way to describe it's like things went white and he's like, I'll never see again. Obviously, he thought he went completely blind, but he mm. said the difference was instead of it being black is that it was white and that it burnt everything out of his mind. He's like, the it's the crazy. light was so all encompassing that it felt suffocating and like a nightmare.
3: Yeah. Mm. Well, for those unlucky enough to had spotted the Enola Gay that day and were staring at the sky when the bomb went off, their retinas suffered third degree burns rendering the central portion of their visual fields permanently blind. Those who didn't directly see the bomb go off at all, however, had their own terrors. A college girl who had been facing away from the bomb when it detonated said that she felt as though she'd been struck in the back by a large hammer and then was immediately doused with a pot of boiling oil. Now, while some, like the man on the bank steps, were vaporized, most within a half mile of the blast were reduced to thousands of small piles of smoking black char. Oh. These were effectively... Melted bone, pure charred bone, because all of the viscera in these bodies had been boiled away in a fraction of a second.
2: I don't know if you saw, but J. Crew is doing a July Fourth sale yeah. this weekend. That's <laughs> right. actually kind of great. It's like twenty five percent off. So just so you know, just remember. I'll remind you before that.
0: That's before really
3: fantastic. Thank you for that reminder. After the flash, however, came the shockwave. At the speed of 7,200 miles per hour, the shockwave traveled from the center with such force that it shattered windows 10 miles away Mm. and was felt at a distance of 37 miles away. Because
2: within the radius of the blast, a lot of them said they couldn't hear the sound of the explosion. Yeah, they said it it was silent. It was silent, but you could hear it. Like a thousand miles away. They said that fishermen saw it on like up the side of the coast. They just saw this thing go. So and was, they heard
0: the explosion. It's like moving faster than the speed of sound. So you yeah. just saw it explode, but the sound is already passed. The yet. sound's yes. already passed. Oh it. my yeah. goodness.
3: In Hiroshima, however, the shockwave demolished two thirds of the city's buildings as if they had been cut down by an enormous scythe, shredding the people inside their homes with broken glass or ripping apart their bodies with the flying debris. Finally, though, came the fire. In less than a second, the bomb created a fireball that expanded to 900 feet, and the resulting firestorm eventually destroyed everything within 4.4 miles of ground zero. The Enola Gay, meanwhile, was trying to get as far away from Hiroshima as fast as it possibly could. To avoid getting caught in the blast, pilot Paul Tibbets had to get clear within 43 seconds of the bomb's drop from the bomb bay. As soon as Little Boy was off, Tibbets turned 155 degrees and hit full throttle, which tail gunner Bob Karen, unaware of what they'd just done, he described it as being, quote, better than the cyclone at Coney Island.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a well, lot it's of good to have fun with it.
2: There's so much within this story that like when you then hear it retold by 1940s and 1950s announcers that you're like you could really see why we just didn't we just kind of sanitized it yeah but it's been like and that Bomb blast was the most incredible thing we've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's all
3: just yeah. hyper
0: positive all the time <laughs> about all of
3: this shit. Yeah.
0: But then also a lot of
3: people just didn't know either, right? Oh, yeah. No, this guy had no idea that they dropped yeah. it. He just knew, like, hey, we got this big bomb and we're going to drop. So right. he had no fucking clue. All he was being told by a couple
2: of scientists he just met is that we're about to end the war. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But once the bomb detonated, the resulting shockwave shook the plane with such force that the crew figured they were under fire from Japanese flak. But at that point, Tibbet circled back around and saw the mushroom cloud created by Little Boy. It had already risen to 30,000 feet in the air and was visible from almost 400 miles away. And they saw Bob flying out of it? Mm. Bob? Twin Peaks Season 3. Ah. <laughs> There you go. You got him good. There you go. Yeah. I,
0: now I get it. I mean, it's a Twin Peaks reference from season three. Yeah,
1: <laughs> man. That was it's a good season. Yeah.
3: After staring at the mushroom cloud in silence, the crew snapped back to reality and made the predictable World War II statements. The war's over. Holy Moses, what a mess. And so on. Uh, that was a direct, oh, Mo- that was a direct quote Moses. from, like, I think the bombardier. Holy Moses, what a mess. Tibbetts, meanwhile, he was beyond pleased with himself.
1: I knew
2: we get him. <laughs> I
3: knew we do it. But the co-pilot, Captain Robert Lewis, he seemed to be the only one who truly grasped what had just happened. In his log, he asked a simple and reasonable question. He wrote, My God, what have we done? <laughs> okay, not, not
2: like that. Not, not like, like that. Yeah, no, they no it's more like, My God. What have we done? That's it. Uh, that's yeah. what I wanted. God, my damn God. <laughs> Oh God, what did we do? Yeah, but that is how David Byrne would say it. Yeah, yeah. No matter my what, God, he did, what, what have we, we done? done? Yeah.
0: yeah, yes, indeed. Log. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> just, first, uh, he's just getting ready for the
0: holiday. He, really he
3: was has, so excited. He really is very excited, you know, first like, poop like, of the day. First poop of the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now that was a bomb.
3: Yeah, that, <laughs> that was a big was bomb. An inside joke. Now, just after the bomb was dropped. One of the nuclear technicians who'd helped assemble the bomb in the air, he was already giving a lecture to the crew on nuclear fission. And they're like, oh see,
2: what we have just done here is a thing <laughs> called nuclear fission. <laughs> it is not fission like some of the <laughs> more dumb people. Would. And they're just like they're just getting their dick sucked right. by a woman that got shipped in from
1: a factory. <laughs> you
3: know? Like they're in the air because like everybody these guys are just like everybody else in the Manhattan Project. They've spent years not being able to tell anybody about this shit. And these guys couldn't even wait to get to the ground to tell someone about what they just accomplished. Likewise, once the Enola Gay landed, the crew was met with cheers from military personnel, scientists, journalists, photographers. Paul Tibbets was given a medal upon exiting the plane. They had wow. a medal ready for him and waiting. <laughs> Back in Hiroshima, however, the nightmare was just beginning. One writer said that after the shockwave, there was a fearful silence all throughout the ruins, which made it appear as if all the people, animals, trees and vegetation were all dead. In fact, it was so quiet and the devastation was so massive that the writer's thoughts weren't towards a terrible new weapon, but rather the end of the world itself.
2: Yeah. Like, did this happen everywhere?
3: Yeah. That sentiment, however, was more confined to the areas of the city that weren't immediately burning due to the massive firestorm created by the bomb. Soon, most of the city was actively blazing as blue-green balls of fire drifted throughout the firestorm. everyone said, too, is that
2: it was beautiful. Yeah, They said they were watching this, this moment of a living... Like a dragon. It looked like a giant living monster. And it was moving and shimmering. One guy said he it felt like as the radiation drifted down, is that it felt like you were in a like a it felt like a laser light show. Yeah. Where you were just these beautiful cascading greens and pinks and oranges. And it was like this a mist of it. And they were all like captivated by it.
3: Mm-hmm. People soon began to flee, but the word flee suggests an urgency, a panic. Wasn't like that. Rather, the people shuffled in silent shock, blankly staring straight ahead. Skin hung from the faces of some, while others vomited as they walked. Most were wearing clothing that, at best, had been shredded by debris, but a lot of them were fully naked. Those who were naked had experienced the full disintegration of their clothing, but on a few, Their clothes had left patterns burned on their skin as they dissolve. On the men, you could see marks from their suspenders. Mm. But the more disturbing one was the women who were wearing kimonos. Flower designs that were on their kimonos had been burned into their skin. And these pattern burns depended entirely on the color of the clothing. White clothes would repel the light dark patterns, though, absorbed it. And those dark patterns caused deeper and deadlier burns. Please don't bring up the lights and colors thing. No, this is actually a <laughs> place <laughs> right into my, really right
0: my color scheme. I don't want <laughs> it to See, the white white anymore. The white repelled it because white is everything but Marcus, white. Marcus, why, why in the love of God? Upset?
2: No, this is true. I... <laughs> We have been talking about this one useless fact that I do believe has been debunked. Yeah, and it's also scientific no, fact glasses. that
3: this is what happened in Hiroshima. It is, is, is scientific exactly. proven. F- That's what proves my point. He's
2: saying he's happy about Hiroshima because no, I'm not it happy proves about his color ideas. Uh,
0: it's, no, everyone agrees with me on that. <laughs> <laughs> they do. But this is bad news. You, <laughs> you definitely. We got to make jokes here. Yeah. Will you know, we, we, have to? To. we have to. Yeah. I would have liked, I hope I'm wearing my favorite shirt.
3: What's your favorite shirt? Oh, because it's oh it's I on tell your you body. what though
0: that no, cardigan's it's, gonna sk-
2: it's, it's gonna stick to you like it's napalm. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
3: a fi- I'd the, the I would wear my listener. little I
2: would wear my little Packers jersey. Mm. I would already been naked.
3: Yeah, already. As
2: Soon as the sirens are in that two minutes. Oh, just yeah. start taking it off.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But while some tried helping, there was only so much they could do. A doctor yeah. named Michihiko Hachia. These are difficult names, so bear with me. He ran from his home with his wife before it collapsed, but the doctor fell over as he escaped to the streets. It was not, however, debris that had tripped him up. Uh Uh-oh. Rather, the doctor had stumbled over a man's head that had been severed and thrown who knows how far away from its body as a result of the blast.
2: This is why we just got let them sniff butts. If if they're getting into the sniffing butts. What? Sure, sure. I don't understand. We'll what, talk about. It. We'll just. have talk no about it. idea what we, you're talking we were about. We talked about last week. Kissel shows, got into uh, the the Japanese, shows, Japanese game shows. shows being yes. game overly shows. into guy sniffing butts. But, I, don't know I don't know how a man, a man getting his head blown off by the, a nuclear trauma, blast has trauma. The man trauma because it was traumatized. Now, so so the internalized so in a, generational trauma. They're allowed to do whatever they need to get sniffing. Yeah, anything that
3: allows them to smile. So this is about no judgment. Yes, This is about no judgment. <laughs> no judgment zone. Absolutely. No judgment zone. Okay, all
0: right. All right, so this guy's tripping over human skeletons. What a fucking nightmare.
3: Human heads. Human
0: heads, great.
3: After recovering from that horror, the doctor looked around to see people with skin blackened by burns bald from head to toe because the thermal flash had disintegrated their hair. Dr. Hachias said that even though these people were up and walking, their burns were so severe and their skin so black that he couldn't tell whether he was looking at these people from the front or the back.
0: Wow, that is so freaking creepy.
3: Yes. These walking ghosts, as the doctor called them, had been created by the twofold power of the atomic bomb. See, while the thermal flash had instantly blistered, burned, and loosened their skin, the following shockwave had torn that blistered skin loose, but had not ripped it from their bodies altogether. (sighs) As such the doctor saw a young girl who had been facing away from the blast who was walking with the skin from her back hanging down from her hips while the skin on her hands was hanging loose as if they were rubber gloves. Now, most people tried saving only relatives and close friends on that first day because it was all they could handle, but most were too overwhelmed and shocked to pay any attention to the people screaming from underneath the rubble and wreckage.
2: Oh, but that was also for your the sloughing fans. You yeah. have to remember
0: that, <laughs> oh, that was, was for the, the sloughing fan service. fans. fans, for fans yes. for, yeah. Yes. yeah, oh my God, I don't even know what you would rather be, uh, stuck under some rubble or walking like that. I mean,
2: uh, I'd be the first wave. Uh, Again, sleeping vaporized. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. From one recollection, a man said that his father had come across a stranger trapped by a large log that had fallen on her leg. The father shouted for help to lift the log up, but no one came. He started screaming, are you not Japanese? Will you not come help? No one help. Everyone was in shock. So after losing patience, the father found a rusty saw and cut off the woman's leg and rescued her himself, carried her away. Woo! But of course, that was in the section of the city that wasn't actively on fire. For much of the city of Hiroshima, the fire was inescapable on land. So people walked into one of Hiroshima's seven rivers to get away both from the fire and to find relief for their flash burns. Very few of those people, however, survived. As one witness put it, watching these people walk into the river was like watching a parade of ghosts being swept away like garbage. The
2: Lord well
0: they are not garbage
2: no mm-hmm. no but it's just oh god that is
3: you could probably see their
0: skin would probably then get off of the body yeah the oh, yes. oh yeah Yeah. the, wa- the yes. water brings the skin off real Ooh. fast yeah. oh yeah. I, All right. yeah I
2: feel like we're in a Tom Waits song. I know. I don't like <laughs> it. This is more. I, mean, n- I do like
0: Tom Waits. I but. think this is more Nick Cave territory. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, Those are musicians I don't want to be any part of their lyrics, but I do like to listen to them. <laughs> I will say before we
2: get to <laughs> a new sidebar. Have you seen Nick Cave enjoying Bruce Springsteen? No. You should look it up. I will.
0: Sorry, Marcus, but Nick Cave's a huge
2: Bruce. No, Springsteen. we need he that. He was. You we watched him. That. Watched that Scarecrow Man dance like a 40 year old dad to glory days okay is one of the most enlightening things you could see because it's him as a ghoul it's full nick caves going glory days like he's hey. just him dancing <laughs> along loving his life
3: nick caves his own man if his love of bruce springsteen is what produced such wonderful songs as henry lee it and didn't. the ballad of Moldhaven. absolutely
2: not no no i think he was just on camera
0: oh. <laughs> and knows bruce springsteen personally as a friend oh i'd dance if i saw bruce You, got he's some. great
3: yeah of course well, those who did survive swimming in the river would have to push away dead bodies with their bare hands like so much driftwood. See,
2: that inspired Nick Cave.
3: Yeah, that that, that, that's yes, actually that very Nick Cave have. type image. Yeah. Those people, however, were the ones who still had the presence of mind to make the connection that a river would be the safest place in a firestorm. Many instead wandered aimlessly, trapped in an unspeakably painful horror show. One schoolgirl remembered seeing a man without feet walking on his ankles, while another saw a man whose eyes were swollen two inches out from the sockets. And this unrecognizable, unfortunate soul horrified the witness by calling her by her name. Julia? From gym
0: class? Ned? Ned Ryerson? (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so fucking horrifying. Yeah, dude. It's not good. No, it ain't good. It ain't good.
3: Now, this man was only one of thousands who had begun to swell after the blast. Faces were especially susceptible, sometimes swelling so large that it was impossible to tell where the eyes and mouths were. As one woman horrifyingly put it, you can't imagine how big a human body can swell up.
0: Can I make a joke about fat uh, Chris Christie?
1: <laughs>
2: I,
0: Can I feel I like that? you just please, have to make you a joke now? I think I think you, please do. Please do. Yeah, I've seen someone fucking blow up like that. Yeah, Chris, you, Chris, Christie, Chris Christie must have been
2: attacked by an atomic bomb. Yeah. You ever <laughs> seen
0: John Panette?
2: He's dead. <laughs> R.I.P. And he lost
0: weight before he died. He uh, did.
3: Mm. Yeah. Now I think it's important to mention. Who
0: else is big in an asshole? Oh. Name, Insert. You all know someone who's a big asshole in your home yeah, life. Just put just, it in there. Just, you, like, get it from electronics. <laughs> yeah.
2: Put that person in there. Create a punchline around that person who would make sense. Attach, They must have been at Hiroshima. Right. There's your joke.
3: <laughs> now I think it's important to mention that this is only the first few hours after the bombs fell, and that all of these people that I have mentioned, they're. All still alive. Yeah, man. You'd be surprised. That was
2: the other thing after the fact where they thought, we'll get into the aftermath. I don't want to spoil it. We'll get into the aftermath. Yeah, yeah next episode. We're, yeah, we're going to get oh, okay. into the aftermath, but you're going to find out, like, they were kind of surprised that they all didn't die. Yeah, yeah. they I would were be pretty all, surprised. We were fed this line that it was just going to vaporize them.
1: Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. this
2: is it, that it's clean. boom yes there's gonna be radiation fallout but we did we made sure that there was measures to to control all these Mm -hmm. aspects and stuff but no they thought that everyone would be dead and so when they showed up and they're like oh people lived that was when the the actual kind of cover-up that's kind of where the war crimes truly come in Mm -hmm. because they thought that like
0: you know they just thought it would be empty yeah they thought it would be a city of rubble no this is this is clive barker
3: that's what it reminds me of clive barker very
0: Hellraiser esque
3: and things only got worse from there. Ah, well,
0: now, there you go. Live right from your brain.
3: This
2: show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites, and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! helpcom dot slash last pod. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it can be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. But the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace. The first thing she did was, "What did you do?" But afterwards, she was so happy to have it, and she loved it, and she wore it when we went on vacation. And my own, did everybody come around being like, "Where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman?" And almost like, "Stop talking to my wife. She's spoken for." You can see it with the Blue Nile bling
1: she's got on her.
2: Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
3: About an hour or two after the bomb fell, it began to rain in Hiroshima. But while this may seem like a relief, the fires had seeded the clouds above the city with ash, So the rain fell as a blackened mixture of ash and radioactive fallout in abnormally large drops. I don't know if what these guys are complaining about. Free chemo
0: is incredible because it's so expensive. What a day to be a weatherman.
3: Now that the victims were covered in black sludge, the walking ghosts of Hiroshima took on a new level of horror. From the recollection of one man, he saw a woman with her jaw missing and her tongue hanging out of her mouth, wandering north and trying to call for help in the black rain.
0: Well, I just can't. I, I don't even think you have to, you don't even have to say that you need help at that point because we all know. <laughs> By the time, this, you know, we no, all no, actually would I know, just yeah. think
2: America needs, to, yeah. you know, honestly, you, you can be relieved because we won't even get to this in the Oppenheimer movie, but time all this is happening in the opera, Oppenheimer movie yeah. timeline, you're watching Barbie.
0: You're already, you know I mean? watching, all, you're Barbie. already watching Barbie. You're already watching talking it. about
2: melting like wax. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah. 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 Yes, indeed. It's supposed to be funny, Margot Robbie. It'd be kind of cool
2: though if you just if they did at the end of the Barbie movie just drop. The Nagasaki bomb. That's like you drop <laughs> oh. the second bomb at the end yeah. of that and kill all of them, and then the last five minutes of that is is Margot Robbie walking around with her face melting and all that. That would be cool. They uh, had that, but cool. they're not risky filmmakers like I would. No, yeah. they had
0: the Hiroshima playset. I'm surprised they didn't include that. Yeah, not probably probably not going to be any. It's not um, selling well. No, no. I, I don't. Uh, no, they might cut out the when Barbie got a little bit more diversity. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even understand. I don't understand. It's Barbie, a numbers Barbie game. If Barbie tra- was he's tra- real,
0: she wouldn't even be able to stand up. Yeah. She's not an ideal no, body. No, we know. But she's a doll, so I'm also not a Ninja Turtle. I like to play with those.
3: <laughs> well, soon. He's not a Ninja Turtle. He's not a Ninja Turtle. I, I am not. Well, soon most of the survivors became covered in this almost tar-like rain, and those without any real presence of mind left didn't bother or didn't know that they should wash it off. In one terrifying example, a woman named Keiko, who was a small girl during the bombing, said that she and her four sisters had been left alone at home on August 6th. I'm scared of you. Their mother... (laughs) Marcus is scary. Their mother had been out running errands when the bomb hit, so the five girls spent the next 24 hours huddled together in fear. Suddenly, a black creature crawling on all fours charged into the house, making terrible noises. The thing, assumed by the girls to be a dying dog, soon collapsed and died. But upon further inspection, these girls found that the blackened creature had in fact been their own mother who had instinctively crawled back to her home to die. Julie
2: from gym class? Wow,
0: Ned? Ned Ryerson?
3: <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, this is I the mean, only
2: way we can
1: come.
0: In. I don't know how to do it. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know, it's like you're sitting there and then all of a sudden the door's open and you're like, hey, look at that. And uh, that- here's
2: some nice news. Do you know that halfway through the current Japanese Nippon professional baseball season, the Hiroshima Toyo Carp, which is real, they're only one and a half games out of first place.
1: Well, <laughs> isn't that
2: something? <laughs> well,
3: good no, for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. They're coming back. Bull Durham.
3: That, that's something to do with it. Meanwhile, the few people that were relatively uninjured spent the next few days trying to save others, although most were too far gone to save. yeah. One who tried anyway was the Reverend Kiyoshi Tanamoto, who tried ferrying people across a river away from the raging fires. Floating down a river that night, Reverend Tanamoto came across a group of about 20 people crying for help from the water. They were too weak to lift themselves up into the boat but when the Reverend reached out to take a woman's hand, her skin slipped off in huge glove-like pieces. After taking a moment to himself to briefly process one of the worst things yeah, yeah, a human it's, being can yeah, see. Yeah,
0: it's bad. yeah, yeah. Your it's brain is bad. just like, we're going to note that. All right. Get yeah, note Mark?
3: Reverend Tanamoto lowered himself into the water to gently lift every person into the boat, all while their skin and flesh, yes, sloughed off Uh in red and yellow chunks.
0: He said it. There you go. Wow, he said it. Wow, nice. Whoa, make merch. I mean, this guy is a real hero, though, honestly. He is. He's an extreme hero, yes. Yes.
3: Well, once they were all in the boat, the Reverend had to remind himself over and over again that these were, in fact, human beings being ferried because they did not in any way resemble people in sight or smell. And
2: this guy is a fucking baller in and of himself because... What I find interesting, I read a little bit about him mm. that he was he was educated in America. He went to American, I guess with some theological school in America in Atlanta, Georgia. He was uh dressed in American style often and he could speak perfect English. And so a lot of people mm. thought he was a spy. Ah. So there was a whole so the people he saved were also a group of people that had been calling him and making his life hell. In Hiroshima Man. this whole time Dogging him Telling him that he's a spy for America That like And he's just like No, I just We all went to school there Like a lot of people right. went to school yeah. in America And came back yeah. to Japan And so it was just wild To think yeah. that he went well, He had a crazy story Yeah
0: it was a war for everyone, so I'm sure speaking English wasn't seen as, like, cool in no. Japan
3: at the time. And Hiroshima also historically was not kind to Christians. At one point, I think in, like, the late 18th century, uh, a bunch of Christian missionaries were crucified. Uh, I think, like, 25 were crucified within uh, the city uh, limits by the, uh, the emperor at the time.
2: And with the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, this actually just came, I saw this today, it killed something like 66% of the Christian population in Japan. Wow. Those two, just those two bombs, like basically that's wiped really out Christianity. Interesting. That's
0: very that, interesting. That's
3: nuts. Now, Reverend Tanamoto became a minor celebrity in America after the publication uh, of a book about the aftermath of Hiroshima by John Hershey that we'll discuss further in the next episode. Reverend Tanamoto was one of six survivors to tell their tale in detail, and he therefore became the human face of Hiroshima for many Americans, mostly because he spoke English. Ten years after Hiroshima, the Reverend traveled to America with a group of 25 girls dubbed the Hiroshima Maidens, so named because they'd all been schoolgirls. Seriously disfigured by the thermal flash of the atomic bomb. Oh,
2: damn! Now they'd just be on the VMAs or something. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, would they you have you a just TLC show. They oh, would have they a they TLC
3: would. show. They definitely have an Instagram where they danced and were. Oh, yeah, yeah, there would be a yes, lot of that. Yeah. yeah well, be, maybe. Yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, if you if you have the same Instagram algorithm as I do, they'd definitely be on Instagram dancing well, around.
0: As you guys know, my current Instagram is rating Pizza Hut pizzas. No, it's true. I just saw. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just
2: saw Kissel looking like he was reading his stocks, like his stocks <laughs> feedback, and then it was just a man making a Pizza Hut pizza, and he's like, I can't even believe that this is Pizza Hut pizza. Like, no, he was just, I know like, the bills. He was, he was showing the, the
0: Pizza Hut pizza, and I said, Oh, that looks good. But then he actually deme- and then, demonized the Pizza Hut pizza because he said it's too much crust.
2: And then Rob, who's new in the studio, just moved here from New York. I'm sorry. This is your first episode, but he's back, and he said immediately, too much bread. We all said too much too bread. Too much bread is immediately. full of
0: cheese, so it's actually cheesy bread. But yeah, bread. stuffed
2: breading, like, stuffed crust, it's not really th- pizza. To be honest with it you, is,
0: to, be fr- to be frank, uh, the idea of cheesy bread doesn't even turn me on right now. I don't want to see anything peeling. I don't want to see, I don't want to. uh, No, I see. I see. I don't want melted cheese (laughs) anywhere near me right now. Today, you know what I'm doing? cold sandwiches. Cold sandwiches. Cold sandwiches, cold That's sandwiches. That's today. That's good.
3: Yes. Well, the Hiroshima maidens were seeking reconstructive surgeries to fix such conditions as hands that had permanently reverted to bent claws because of the burns. All their fingers had fused together uh, and they had facial scarring so extensive that it was considered too extreme to be seen on television at the time. Listen, I la- bring up television for a
2: point. Now listen, ladies, listen, ladies, listen. I, I hear your cries, honestly, and I'm with you. And I'm feeling you. you know, I'm, I'm having trouble looking at you, but I, I'm with you, right? We want to fix Yep. The thing is, faces, hands, real difficult. We get y'all a couple of double D's. <laughs> Right. You're gonna go with breast implants. What we do is these each, women need breast implants. I think yeah. we take each one, you know. Listen, now this might be some of people, I, now I just might uh, be a CEO of a television network. Yeah,
3: it does I, sound I, honestly Maybe just a big Hollywood plastic yeah, surgeon. Maybe yeah. oh, That's it's just not me.
0: that far off of Extreme Makeover Human Edition, yes. which lasted
3: for two or three oh, seasons. And, uh, the Ugly
2: Duckling. I remember huh. that show. Was it called the Ugly the, Duckling? There was a British version
3: was called Ugly oh, Duckling. Oh my goodness. Well, if you're wondering why I mentioned television specifically. It's because Reverend Tanimoto, upon his arrival in America, was a guest on an episode of a television show called This Is Your Life. Yes. If you've never heard of it, and why would you? Man. This Is Your Life was a show where regular people were surprised on live television without warning by a retrospective of their life as told by colleagues, relatives, and friends.
2: And it would be kind of across the board. You know what I mean? They had like, I want to say they had like Helen Keller. And they mostly yeah. had her feel textures. There was like a oh, bunch of, there was yeah. a
0: bunch of like celebrities yeah. on yeah, this. they like, like, also know, have like, this people show. too. I mean, I don't remember, it, but I've seen it on YouTube. I
2: remember the last living Civil War guy. Yeah, you know what I mean, they had a couple of those guys, and they show up and they are like, and this is the this slave you beat. You know what I mean? And they like, <laughs> was you know I mean? like, <laughs> like, whoa, you know, what I mean? like, that's yeah. like that something like that. This one was a real gotcha one.
3: Yeah, this was an extreme gotcha.
0: And is this this isn't the one where they had to guess which the ones they were, right? There no, was not three just it,
3: one person. this is a, this, it's one person. That, I, that is um that is the Groucho Marx show.
2: I forget what that the fuck it was called. You uh, bet your life. You bet your life. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. No, this is the one where they just shove a dude or a woman into a television station, say, right. hey, you're on television now, and a bunch of people are going to tell you about your life. And they did this to Reverend tanamoto 10 years after Hiroshima.
0: That sucks. I'd be it- like, I don't want to <laughs> forget, <laughs> forget, forget you your life. Just give me a bunch of other people that pretend that they knew me, but it was a much different story. Mm-hmm. It's
3: just what they, they really thought they had something here. Yeah. And after hearing from various people, such as two Hiroshima maidens, who of course had to be hidden behind a screen so as to not offend the American audience. It's so much creepier. It's, yeah, it to is. To show people what's happening. Yeah. But they didn't want to. It's also, look at,
0: look at what we look did. Look what we did. Yeah.
3: Finally, the producers brought out a guest that was at best in bad taste and at worst extraordinarily ghoulish. Because they prepped the whole beginning of this. is It's the character from Ren and Stimpy,
2: the, the, the broadcaster character. It is that mm. guy. He's mm. like, hey there, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you. Oh, no, you might even see that little name right now. That is our advertiser, Mr. Uh, Tanimoto. Uh, yes, we, <laughs> you might not know. Uh, but we have a special guest here today. So first of all, I want to know, what was Hiroshima like the day we dropped the bomb? <laughs> and he makes him go through the yeah. day. Meanwhile, the man is like, Highly, he's just trying to say, you know, matter of factly, but basically also like it's harrowing. It's him describing the morning yeah. of that of the bomb dropping and what his day was like, what he used to be like, mm-hmm. what his life was like. Well,
0: they used to do uh ingrained marketing into the show. Oh, that's what them, it was. So then he's just gotta like look to camera and be like, clorox Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear about clorox right now. I think they were responsible for half this.
3: Yeah. And so they had person after person come up and then finally You saw the silhouette of a man behind a curtain who's reading something off a piece of paper and you hear him say, my God, what have I done? It's Captain Robert Lewis, co-pilot of the Enola Gay. Brings him on live camera. Brought him out (laughs) completely (laughs) by surprise to shake Reverend Tanamoto's hand and tell the Reverend what his experience was when he dropped the bomb. This I got to tell you, we
2: were this. so scared up there because a lot of these planes didn't have Z-bills.
0: <laughs> that is scary. I, this is fucking Hanukkah with the Klan on Springer. It is. <laughs> this is horrible. What was he his reaction? I, so
2: I watched it. We yeah. went and watched it. Yeah. He, The look on his face, because it's very similar to, I will put it that the pilot, when he was there, his, he was like rubbing the back of his head, and he was like, he looked extraordinarily not happy to be there as well. Haunted would be the word. Yes. Book the show? The State Department. Literally, the wow. host says, thanks. Thank you all you know, the help to the State Department making this all possible. <laughs> yeah. And then they came. He he looked very upset, very, like, mournful. But the look on Tanimoto's face, the only way to describe is that he looked like he was seeing a ghost. Yeah. Like, oh he was gosh. wide-eyed. Like, I'd be fucking... who is this man? Yeah. This man who killed... Everyone I know, oh. like, I know he was the end. He was just He's the a cog end of the, the machine. He was the end yeah. of the
3: machine. Still, he was in the plane. I mean, he was like, it was like he was looking at a demon, yes. at, at, at an Oni. Like, it was pure, abject terror. It
2: looked like he just, again, awkward. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the most awkward thing. I have ever seen.
0: Yeah, and I want to hear uh, what you're going to like here, sir. This is actually an autographed copy of a book I wrote about dropping the bomb. Yeah, <laughs> there you go.
2: Well, that was before those guys made. But he was just—he uh, looked extremely fucked up.
0: Though. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like an absolutely dreadful thing. But to be honest, to the producer's credit,
3: fascinating. We're talking about it.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was I mean, 2023. I mean, but it also—it
3: I mean, also shows you that American television has always been ghoulish. It's oh, always TV. been like this. Always. always. Yes. Always. Now, as horrendous as the Reverend Tanamoto's experiences were both in Hiroshima and on television, they paled in comparison to what was experienced by those who staffed the remaining hospitals in the city. Out of 150 doctors in Hiroshima, 65 were killed in the initial blast instantly. Out of 1,780 nurses, 1,654 were dead or too badly injured to work. The largest hospital that wasn't completely destroyed was the Red Cross. And while six out of their 30 doctors were able to somewhat work with injuries, there was only one doctor who came out of the initial blast unscathed. That man was Terafumi Sasaki, one doctor for the entire city of Hiroshima. Where was he? Uh, he was in the hospital. Yeah, and he was in he was when the bomb detonated, he was just one step beyond an open window. He was carrying a blood sample from a patient who had come into the hospital, freaked out because he thought he had syphilis.
0: Ah,
3: well, yeah. that's the least of your worries now. It just happened. He just happened to be in just the right spot in the building after the blast ripped through Dr. Sasaki's hospital. Blood was everywhere. Medical instruments were all over the place. Broken glass covered the floors. A lot of the patients died when the ceiling fans in their rooms fell and crushed them in their beds. <laughs> it's like out of a
0: fucking... It's horrible. Yeah, it's, yeah obviously. it is. Yeah.
3: yeah. Dr. Sasaki, meanwhile, had only lost his glasses, but quickly replaced them with a pair that was far below his prescription from a critically injured nurse. God, This is all of my going to be my new anxiety dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not being able to see
2: see everybody's bleeding and dying. The city's falling apart and only
0: you can save them. I'm
2: the only person who know how veins work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then you get to wake up next to your two dogs. Yeah, that's nice. Isn't that nice? You
3: fucking American bitch. I am
0: lucky.
2: You get to wake
3: up to your two dogs.
2: Comedians should be free.
3: (laughs) Dr. Sasaki then began what was a near uninterrupted three-day shift trying to help the people of Hiroshima. Now, at first, Dr. Sasaki thought that the hospital had been the sole target of a bomb, so he got to work bandaging the thousands of injured people inside the hospital. But soon... Thousands more began wandering through the doors, and before long, the injured and dying citizens filled every hallway, laboratory, staircase, driveway, courtyard. Eventually, a veritable sea of people filled the surrounding blocks of the hospital, all of whom were clinging to the faint hope that someone would come out to help.
2: And to think that there was just hours before they were running from
3: Godzilla. That was the only thing that's... Godzilla stopped. was many years later. Godzilla was a result of the atomic bomb. I can't believe you would make such a stupid simple mistake.
0: It really is actually quite pathetic, the mistake that you made. <laughs> Everybody knows that Godzilla along with King Kong were probably babies at this time. <laughs> <laughs> and in no way would they even be there. I've been thoroughly maybe dressed down sit, yeah, maybe, by my
2: co-hosts and yeah. I will somehow continue. Yes.
3: Well, to put it into perspective, It's estimated that 10,000 survivors made their way to Dr. Sasaki's hospital while only 600 beds were available. And remember, one doctor. Faced with the increasing enormity of his task, Dr. Sasaki decided that the only thing he could truly do was to keep people from bleeding to death. He became what he described as an automation of a doctor. Wiping, dabbing, bandaging wiping, oh, dabbing, yeah. bandaging over and over again for 3 days straight. Making things worse, the floors were covered in blood, vomit, sloughed off skin. Yeah, it would make it worse. And it, then,
0: would, it totally makes it worse and, and no, yeah.
3: And eventually decompositional fluids. Yeah, it's so much worse that way. Remember, it's, it's, it's yeah. August. And it was a particularly hot August, no. and people were dying in the hospital by the thousands. There was nowhere to take these bodies, and more importantly, there was no one to carry them off. So the dead decomposed and liquefied next to the living. By the end of it, Dr. Sasaki only took one hour of sleep during those first three days, and once he was finally forced to go home, he slept for 17 hours straight.
0: But you guys will all be happy to know Winston Churchill did not miss one 3 p.m. nap. He didn't, and I know
3: that. Because he needs to be rested. I remember he
0: that. He the rest- museum. I super rested. Yeah. Super rested,
3: yeah. It was a nice nap room, too. Oh, it was really nice. Do yeah. you think
1: that
2: there's, you know, you know what's going to happen now, is that there's going to definitely be some commercial we're going to go through the, the hospital fields of Hiroshima. And then you're going to see one guy like half melting and stuff. And he's just like, hungry? They give <laughs> yeah, a you're not you is, when you're hungry. And then he's going to turn into Tom Papa or something. Yeah. He's going to turn <laughs> into oh, some like some funny, funny, guy. Guy. Funny. Yeah, yeah. funny guy. That's funny.
3: Who's that shirtless guy? Tom Bert, Bert Kreischer. Maybe oh, he no. could be in it.
2: Bert Kreischer should go help people in Hiroshima. That would oh. be but nice. That
3: would be nice. But he was German because descent. That, well, that's so. the, well, that's the thing, too, is that, you know, if he's in Hiroshima, he's got a reason why he's not wearing a shirt cuz it got blown off.
0: Hey man, don't even worry about me. I'm Gen X's crazy guy. <laughs> it writes itself, I, Henry. It does I, write itself. There you go. <laughs> God, help um, us. It's all. also it's a I suppose you could do a marketing for nurses shoes, uh the uh, non-sticker, the
3: non non non-slip non-slip ones, non-slip, yeah. Non-slip yeah. Slip ones there.
0: Glenn Borland. Yeah, <laughs> what, that? what a stupid idea that was, huh?
3: Now, this is horror on a never-before-seen scale. Mm. This Truly. is brand new. To the, the yeah, yeah, the yeah, billions yeah, yeah. and
0: billions and well, billions of years. Maybe the dinosaurs saw something. You know,
2: I mean, technically, the concentration camps were this but long.
3: This, but, but on this scale, with the in one day, in one day, yeah. See, that's different. how that's
2: how America does it. We get it done <laughs>
0: like yeah.
3: that. One uh, go. Yeah. 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 yeah, we I don't, remember that with our last twenty-year
2: yeah. war. Yeah. We went yeah. in, we went but out. No. Yeah, well, yeah. we. ha oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. We don't really need to get into like what's worse. You know, the bombing of Hiroshima. Oh, no, really to get into that. No. I'm just saying is that we'd never humanity had never seen this. I do
0: think that's the spinning wheel from hell, though. <laughs> you get transported to <laughs> like Holocaust, Hiroshima, Nagasaki. Yeah. Having to watch uh, Steve Harvey's final set. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> it does seem like just horrible. Got him. There yeah. we go. Nobody's said. I was trying you know. to come up with a little bit of a joke there. Yeah. And his
3: yeah. landed on Steve he Harvey. Did. He
0: did. Well, I did. Technically, it was a joke. It's in there.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, one would think that the people in charge would at least have the presence of mind to treat the destruction of a city using the hellish power of the sun with some solemnity. You know, at the very, even if they are vaporized instantly, you still just killed 80,000 people. At the very yeah. least, you'd think they could keep their jubilation restrained because, after all, they believe that the war is now over. A very long four-year war is over. Instead... When Truman told the crew of the ship taking him back to America after the Potsdam Conference that the atomic bomb had destroyed the city of Hiroshima, he was met with a resounding cheer and thunderous applause. Again, far
2: away from it, thousands of miles away from it. You have been d- 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 watching all of these American ingenuity talking about how we've spent this long to end this war and that you've been fed this line that this is a well, this is the way to do it. This yeah, is actually yeah. the humane way to do it. You don't really know. And then for on Truman's part... I will vaguely say, like, he made a ghoulish decision, but he was still <laughs> not happy. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: And at least there's that. Like, he at yeah. least
2: was, it was very complicated for I, him. Yes, yeah. it was.
0: I guarantee you they did the hip-hip hooray. Oh, yeah. definitely. Hip-hip Because that's we won. It...
2: We knew in that moment that we had won the war, but... Well, but, Henry,
0: a... what did we
3: win? It's not good for nothing, that's for certain. Yeah. Well, one thing that he could have done is that, I mean... Well, the thing is, is that he set the tone. Truman set the tone for everybody else, and the press set the tone, and the tone was one of jubilation. Yeah. Right. And that, of course, informed the way that that America thought of the uh, atomic bomb from then on. Mm-hmm. The next day, the White House released a press statement to the world revealing that we dropped the biggest bomb in history on the city of Hiroshima, although the statement made a point to call Hiroshima a, quote-unquote, important army base. They didn't call it a city. No. Furthermore, the onus for the dropping of the bomb was placed on Japan for bombing Pearl Harbor. Yep. Because, as I said in the first episode, America tends to excel at the act of overcorrecting then telling the civilians they kill in the process that you made us do this.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like that stupid slap competition, but with like a, a little person who slaps like freaking Andre the Giant or something. Yeah, because that was Andre. Like, Andre's like, I'm going to have to slap you back, and it's like one is bigger than the other. Well, yeah, you we also- don't
3: have to slap him back, Andre.
0: Uh, unslap you do.
2: Unslap you do. Yeah, <laughs> literally the name of the do. show is Slap. Yeah, it's the dumbest that, but, goddamn thing of all time. But we know that Pearl Harbor happened because you know FDR we got the call that it was going to happen right before he was doing his hurdles practice. Oh, and, and that, that was actually interesting when he went out of his mind. So it's like he was like, yeah. Ugh, and then afterwards yeah. it was like, oh yeah, that's right, I can't walk.
0: So so, yeah. so st- oh, I see. another FDR joke. Even though we're with Harry Truman now. Yeah. But still, he's not letting it go. No, he's not letting it go. He's not letting it go. <laughs> it's a running theme. Yes, indeed. And yeah. Harry Truman, of course, with the
3: hurdles, he went under them because he's <laughs> a yeah.
0: stupid person. Yeah. Nobody's safe. Nobody is safe. <laughs> gotcha, Truman. I wish Dewey would have won.
3: Hey, and that's not to say that Pearl Harbor wasn't bad. Of course it yeah, was bad. All
0: these things are bad. Things we are, bad. are in a world of sloughing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is bad. <laughs> yeah.
3: But that's the thing, is that you don't need to overcorrect and destroy two cities and murder hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians. As revenge, Hi, and you hello, don't need welcome. to say
2: you did this to yourself. Hi, hello, welcome to an international house of slothing. Do you want a bull? <laughs> you want ears, or you want you want eyeball gunk?
0: Man, I just really wish that you guys had ham steak. Yeah,
2: yeah. we do, but it's baby.
0: <laughs> <That's> so bad. <laughs> All right, Come on there you go.
3: I would flag. Oh. Well, the statement then went on to reveal that this was indeed an atomic bomb, and that we'd built it only because the Germans had been working on an atomic bomb of their own. Sure. We, however, had won the so-called Battle of the Laboratories, just as we'd won battles on land, air, and sea. Finally, the statement ended with a direct plea to the leadership in Japan. Either accept the unconditional surrender terms outlined in the Potsdam Declaration, or expect a rain of ruin from the air the like of which has never been seen on this earth. Is there a number three? Yeah, is there another freaking option? Yeah, there was. There was a number three, a number four, all the way up to probably number seven. There were a lot of different fucking options. Yeah, we said that we
2: definitely had, because then, you know, we're following up immediately. And at this point, we're telling them, you know, now that we know that one works, we can make seven of these a day.
3: Yeah. Now, even a day later, the Japanese government wasn't entirely in agreement that an atomic bomb had in fact been dropped on Hiroshima. From what they thought The Americans, they're fucking crazy, but they're not crazy enough to bring such an unstable weapon across the Pacific. They would never do that. They'd never do that. And they
2: would never bring it on a boat that would then crash, and then everybody in that (laughs) boat would then be fucking raped to death or fucking eaten by sharks. U.S. Indianapolis. U.S.S.
3: Indianapolis. But that's the thing is that they were only partly right on that, because we didn't fully assemble the bomb until right before the bomb bay doors opened. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We brought
2: the uh, uranium and the plutonium across the water. Mm -hmm. Right,
3: right, right. Showing further arrogance Japan refused to acknowledge that America was advanced enough to actually build an atomic bomb which again shows that even at the end of the fucking war the Japanese government still completely misunderstood America they misunderstood our ingenuity our capacity for vengeance our near unlimited resources they just didn't fucking get it
0: hey man British local yokels can do a lot when they're left to their own devices but I also
2: feel they believed in the power of the empire yeah. they were they, again supernova Some. supernova in the East really shows a little bit more about that mentality. Yeah. That there was, that they really did believe that they, that no one could beat them.
3: Yeah. But it's, you this know, point, so this
2: can't be real because that would mean that they have unequivocally yeah.
3: squashed us. I yes. totally understand. Yes. It's a shock. But it's a this, shock, but at this point uh, within the Japanese government, there is a huge tug of war going on between the people who do believe that, yes, and the reasonable human beings who are like, we must figure this shit out right now. Yeah, that are that are just saying like, hey, we were beat six months ago. Yeah, yeah we yeah, need yeah, to fucking do this shit. Like that, we you need to enter the real world. The emperor is not a god.
0: Yeah. And that's why here on MTV's Real World, we've brought together a series of different people from Let him go, Japan, I want, I want to uh-huh. Nagasaki, and Hiroshima, and we brought the troops that dropped the bomb. When oh. seven strangers live in a house, <laughs> <laughs> and they so start being blind. and start <laughs> getting real, yeah. are
3: they able to make a silk screen T-shirt business work on Venice <laughs> Beach? We'll
0: figure it out. You killed my family. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you got you guys all you
2: guys, Welcome to the house, you guys. You got all you a job at the International House of Slaughter.
0: I thought one of the grossest things that uh, that they that the Tom did was eat his peanut butter with his fingers because his fingers are all burnt mm-hmm. and then this Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, wait, the white flag, wait, the comedian. Oh, today, well, that's the nice thing about wearing many hats. See,
2: yeah, put that one on.
0: Right from your grave.
2: No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. All those emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. And isn't that what matters most? Better writing means a stronger impact. Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. You can't escape it. Like the ever-pervasing octopus of malice that is the NSA. Grammarly is watching your every move, making sure that you're doing it right. Data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly, into the very essence of its nature. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, and it helps your team make their point and move faster, because that's the key there. Work smarter, not harder. Yes, Grammarly, you know how many times it saves me from writing a long, rambling, one-sentence email at 4 o'clock in the morning to my beloved employees? Makes me sound like someone who doesn't just have a BA in theater. All right? I was taught how to be a tree. I was not taught how to survive as an adult. All right? My job was to cry in front of a weird Southern man who just told me, all sorts of weird stuff about my body. I didn't learn how to write. So thank you, Grammarly, because you're making me the boss I gotta be to motivate my team to get out there. Oh, man, you don't want to mess with them. Thanks, Grammarly. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free. Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A. M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier
3: said, done. Hey! Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. But after sending out their Navy and Army to investigate the ruins of Hiroshima, there was no doubt whatsoever that the United States had perfected the atomic bomb and had used it on the people of Japan. They could not argue. And it. we haven't even perfected it then yet. And yeah. well, now, so now did,
0: it's
2: now it's fucking. And so different. did the modern age begin. Yes. <laughs>
3: the very next day, that conclusion was confirmed worldwide when the atomic bomb and by extension, the Manhattan Project was announced to the world on no less than the front page of The New York Times. The headline read. First, the atomic bomb dropped on Japan. Missile is
2: equal to 20,000 tons of TNT. Truman warns foe of Reign of Ruin.
3: Wow, yeah. there you go. Good unbiased reporting. Yep. In the ensuing story, the Times spilled the guts of the entire Manhattan Project. They identified General Leslie Groves as the head. And
2: we got Leslie yeah. Groves giving <laughs> oh. it up! I'm He's assuming this the Saturday Night Live, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Leslie Groves.
0: like Richard Feynman. Uh, I'm the goofy one. <laughs> I wonder if he liked that because he was a pretty quiet guy. No, they wanted the-, the credit man. They he wanted credit. The- the they okay. loved it. No. So they were the ones giving all the info to the New York Times.
3: Well, I mean, they just had Probably. a statement ready to go. Got you know, you, like this you. was this was straight from the like this yeah. is from the government saying, telling the New York Times, like tell everybody in the fucking world what we just accomplished because it's fucking awesome. And we spent a fuck ton of
2: money. Yeah. And we just killed a hundred thousand people. Yeah, I think there's a lot of it because now yeah. it's the rush of we must prove that we are still the good guys. Yes, exactly. It
0: is, what is unique is we dropped a bomb and it was still like, we better get this to the printing press right now. Right, the American
2: PR machine but also yeah.
0: it's old tech meets the new world yes. in real time. Modern age begins. Yes, we, true. This yeah, was, yeah. It's
3: very f- strange how it did. Yeah, they put Oppenheimer up as the hero, the brains behind the bomb. They revealed. Yeah. Han- <laughs> yeah, I did a lot, but I'm so sad about it. Aww. Where's
1: my communist girlfriend? <laughs> oh, it's okay, Oppenheimer.
3: Yeah. They revealed the cities of Hanford, Oak Ridge, Los Alamos, these locations that have been kept top secret. Wow. like They laid the entire thing out. However, the story was not a full blowjob. This is back when reporters did things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there were certainly quite a few Americans, both public and private, who saw the terror of the atomic bomb for what it was before even hearing about what really went down in Hiroshima. In the New York Times article, after they outlined the Trinity test, they asked whether the bomb might be either the salvation of mankind the Frankenstein's monster of the world.
2: Was this like here where they're asked like Umfrey Bogart that and he's just like, I only know about slapping
0: women and smoking.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but did it not also lead to the Hot Pocket?
3: The micro, I believe the, the microwave, microwave. microwave yeah. might be a different hmm You know what? I don't. We don't know. That, that we don't sounds wrong. We'll we don't know. We'll know. It sounds, know. sounds wrong. But I don't know enough about microwaves to dispute. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah, we're called the gray area. No. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Just living it, love it. Both
0: of those things are true, though. Both of those. Yeah, the yeah, biggest yes. science monster of
3: oh, the world. Yes. Then it's, it's all real. Because you
2: remember, part of this is also salvation
3: of mankind, though. Well,
2: no, what well, well, the scientists were saying which is the truth, which is like That's we could have first used this as a nuclear reactor and have made free energy, and we could have like made energy that could have fed the yes. world in a mass quantity if we wanted it to We still it like will.
0: That. We will end up doing that because I think people are going to realize electric is very difficult as well. I hope we do it on the goddamn moon.
3: Nuclear Put nuclear power?
2: reactors on the goddamn moon and We're then you bring pay- the energy cells back and oh, forth like it's fun. fucking, um, what's the game that KB used to play?
3: Uh, Starcraft? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be super Fixed. fun. Yeah, because then we could just fill the moon with all the nuclear it waste. that
2: easy. No, we take the nuclear yeah. waste and we shoot it away from the moon See, out th-
3: into space. I feel like that's going to backfire on us, though. No way. No way.
0: No <laughs> I've way. never seen countless movies no no and just... read countless books that we'll have said it, it, about the same exact subject. we got to put it in one of those black holes. They're, they're saying there's a hum. And huh. It's coming from two black holes. No,
2: think about it. We shoot into a black hole. Yeah, perfect. That's fun. There's no way that's going to pop out somewhere else. No,
3: not at but all. But it has led truly to some peace. Uh no, it just led to proxy wars. No, but Israel, but proxy and Iran wars would have peaceful. killed each other. But
2: proxy wars are peaceful because they're not wars. Yeah, they're <laughs> proxy wars. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And we're not, and it's not yet yeah, because that's the thing. It totally ended any and all land wars in Europe. We haven't had one of those. Since. No. Proxy
2: wars are essentially the vaping to the real wars of smoking cigarettes. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. basically
3: yeah. it's all yeah. the same. Yeah. But yeah, land wars, and, land wars in Europe. We don't have those anymore, right? I would anymore, say the right? U.S.
0: and Russia, Soviet Union, and the, and the U.S. would have had a land war without without the problem. You think yeah, so? Maybe. Without,
2: without a doubt. And technically, hmm. would would been, do? it would have probably been...
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's when. But you're technically,
2: right. that's when you send in Guy Fieri. Oh, saves. He's the one who yeah, brings up really brings them. They don't have chicken and waffles.
0: You guys, <laughs> didn't Metallica say, to secure peace, you have to prepare for war? That is what Metallica or is said. That was, about, that was about group therapy. Oh, my God. That was about him and Lars. I just wish
3: that they were different people. We know. Now, even before Little Boy was dropped on Hiroshima, the military had decided without President Truman's consent that the Fat Man Plutonium bomb would be dropped on another city if the Japanese didn't immediately respond with an unconditional surrender. The way the military saw it, They'd been handed a new weapon, and this new weapon is just like any other. Do I fucking call up the president when I want to drop another bomb? No, I don't. Why am I going to consult him on this? Because oh, it did. It, I was reading about this because I like I was talking about it with Eddie, and he was like, "Who ordered the second
2: bombing?" And I realized like there was just a a caveat in his order to release the first bomb that like essentially, if you don't immediately surrender, we're just going to keep doing it, and yeah. so. Everyone just went like, well, we got permission.
3: Right. So do Mm -hmm. it as many times as you want. Yep. Yeah. Now, in a lame attempt to prevent the loss of more innocent life, the U.S. War Office dropped millions of leaflets all over Japan, telling them that America was in possession of the most destructive weapon ever devised by man and that they should take steps to cease military resistance. So this is like an alcoholic father going out. But before he goes, out, he would be like, just so you know, you
0: better be in bed before you get home. I'm coming home drunk <laughs> <Yeah>. as shit. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. Honestly, I would appreciate
0: it to come home. Yeah, of those, just a yeah. headshot. I'm going to be really abusive tonight. <laughs>
3: The problem with this, though, is that by (laughs) Japanese law, citizens weren't allowed to read or discuss leaflets dropped from the sky. And they faced arrest, serious penalties, if they didn't immediately hand these leaflets over to local police. And so on August 8th, just two days after Hiroshima, the Fat Man bomb was fully assembled with its plutonium core and was thereafter loaded into a far less famous B-29 called Boxcar at around 10 p.m.
2: Now, I find I found a little article that was talking about not the bombing of Nagasaki and there was this little thing that felt like so I mean a Dan Carlini mm-hmm. in its like irony and then how it portrays itself to the rest of hum- American history, which was on the front of the Nagasaki bomb on, on Fat Boy. What they did was they wrote an acronym yeah. on it. So everybody signs a bomb. So when everybody mm. puts it together, they all did like cheeky things. Bomb, so they yeah. want, you know, like, here's to you. A, a yeah. second kiss for Hirohito. Like, yeah, yeah, weird, yeah. like cheeky. But on the nose, they they had an acronym, JANKFU, which stood for Joint army navy Civilian Fuckup, up which was on the front of this thing. Okay. And... It's interesting because it it seems that that's kind of how we would treat the world from then on. Mm. You know, like this idea of we spread it around everywhere. Now, don't mm. worry. Now, this is like with this little thing, this fat boy thing. is go is it's a symbol for
0: our foreign policy from then. Yes, on. definitely. The era of interventionalism don't has you, begun.
3: Don't you make us fuck you up? Yeah. Well, at the very same time that Fat Man was being loaded into boxcars Bombay, the Soviet Union, still an uneasy ally of America, they declared war on Japan and invaded the Japanese controlled region of China known as Manchuria. The Soviets, however, had their own motives for invading, which came more into focus during the Korean War. But we're not going to get into that. Let's should cover
0: that. That That's my grandfather's war. I also found out my, my American grandfather.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Korean War is extraordinarily complicated. I've been, lo- I've been learning about it recently, and there's, there's a lot of ins and outs on that. Yeah, one. You'll,
0: you'll love it. You'll like to do that research. You'll like it. Uh,
3: but regardless of the future, <laughs> Japan was well and truly fucked from all sides, and they knew it, although they were still dragging their feet towards surrender. But because they didn't hop to it, another one of their cities would fall victim to the atomic bomb. That was the city of Nagasaki. Now, one of the first things that we noticed upon starting research for this series was that while there are hundreds of resources concerning the bombing of Hiroshima, Nagasaki is treated almost as a footnote. Yeah, it's like, and we did Nagasaki. And Nagasaki,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's like the second
3: dream team. Yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah. Everyone yeah. remembers the 92. Hey, yeah, one. Yeah. After that, everyone's like, yeah, we know. Well, partly I think this is due to the fact that it's more of the same. Sloughing, swelling, scorching. But I also think it's a little more complicated than that. And the reasons are both Japanese and American. First of all, while the Nagasaki death toll is still incredibly high, the bombing itself was nowhere near as smooth and successful as the so-called perfect bombing of Hiroshima.
2: Are you, that's a big one. And that's like the American thing of we don't want anybody really see this kind of series of goof-em-ups that yeah. led to the Nag- Nagasaki bombing because, again, the Hiroshima bombing was like, these boys are doing the job and they nailed it. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. everybody, they, they crushed it. Meanwhile, this one's like they had a lot of fuck-ups. Yeah.
0: It's like the curse of everyone that's uh, that's done stand-up comedy for 30 years because the first set, they really did well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then yeah, the yeah, next fly- 29 and a half years, it's just miserable. Monday, I'll get back at that stage, and I love
3: it. Now, Nagasaki wasn't the first choice for the second bomb. In fact, Nagasaki was the fourth choice, considered so lightly that in the list for potential targets for a second bomb, someone had written, and Nagasaki, in the margins the day before the nuclear strike was finalized. That's how I was picked for the baseball
0: team. Oh, and (laughs) Zabrowski.
3: Now, Nagasaki had already been bombed five times prior to August of 1945. It was bombed so often, in fact, that one student remembered that he'd been taught to plug his ears with his thumbs and cover his eyes with his fingers because a bomb's concussive force might burst his eardrums and pop his eyeballs out of his skull. No mm. trauma there at all. Yeah. No. But because... Nagasaki had already been bombed, it was not considered a high-priority target for showing the bomb's full destructive force, because remember, that was the whole fucking point. Now, the people of Nagasaki, as well as the rest of Japan, they'd kind of sort of been told on August 8th what had happened in Hiroshima on August 7th. This announcement, however, was like none ever released by the Japanese government. While past releases might admit a defeat, Those defeats were always soft pedaled. There were still plenty of people in Japan at this point that thought that Japan was winning the war. With Hiroshima, though, the Japanese government admitted that, quote unquote, considerable damage had been perpetrated by a new weapon. And considerable damage was far more than any admission the Japanese government had made up till this point.
0: It's always the people. It's always the people that suffer.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. My God, just stop this. Additionally, a well-respected figure in Nagasaki's medical establishment had passed through Hiroshima after the bombing on his way home from Tokyo. Immediately upon returning to Nagasaki, this man got on the radio and told everyone about the burned bodies, the fire, the flash, everything. And he also said, no air raid shelter is going to protect you from this. We need to leave. As a result, the local government ordered a meeting the next morning to discuss how you, wh- they might be able to handle a citywide evacuation, because that's no small feat. You can't just snap your fingers yeah. and say, go. But tragically, while that meeting was being planned, Fat Man was already on its way. <clears throat> just huffing and puffing.
2: Honestly, You know, if you're a tour, you're really happy.
3: Yeah, why? I was
2: actually. Yeah. I mean, the if, if a, if a real fat man was coming to arrest me. When you, when, you, when me, Eddie, and Kissel roll up, oh, I know it's like, about to be
1: oh, a three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <And> you find out <laughs> that we'll have to sure. eat light because we're forced to by a doctor. <laughs> now? Yeah, no, no, what's
0: going on with all that? Yep, nope. these doctors are ruining our
2: lives. They say we're fucking. <laughs> they just sit there with their stethoscope on and fucking <laughs> garbage. You mm-hmm. oh, tell me what?
0: They shouldn't have put that mustache on it, though.
3: On the, the plan, bomb. On the bomb, yeah. yeah. No. No. In another tragedy. Named it the Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Wilford Bromley. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wilford Bromley. Because it's got a big mustache. And he's a fat. Boy. I, I,
2: I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Fat man.
3: The big fat man. Di- diabetes. You have, a t- you have a t shirt him. Wilford Brimley You just have a t shirt poorly. with him on him. On no, it. Yeah,
2: but he just lived poorly. I don't oh. want to call him fat. He yeah, is a fat what man. What are you talking about? Wilford He was Brimley's the face of absolute. diabetes. He was character Now,
0: oh, you know what? I'm getting into my Arnie zone. Okay,
3: your, your Arnie
0: zone. Yes, because when that Henry says something, rhetoric. So he is the face of diabetes. Wilford Brimley is notoriously fat, <laughs> and I don't want to live in a world where you're going to try to say that he was not.
3: Yeah, and I'm going to. He should have never
0: be, went to Nagasaki.
3: I, I'm <laughs> with you on the Arnold thing, Henry, but I'm with Ben on the Wilford Brimley. You know, thing. Dude,
0: this is why we all. This is why it works. Yeah. It's triangle trust.
3: <laughs> it takes three. Well, in another tragedy, because of inorganization within the Air Force, the leaflets informing the people of Nagasaki about the impending bomb, the leaflets fell with the bomb. Yeah. Oh my God. Additionally, just so
0: you know, this is what's happening to you. Yeah. Hey, what's
3: all this? Oh, oh shit. Oh no. Wow. Additionally, in the pre-bomb tragedy realm, nine residents of Nagasaki who had survived the bombing of Hiroshima had actually made their way back to Nagasaki before the second bomb fell.
0: You know, it's like as a sports fan, like, you know, the Knicks always lose and you wonder, is it me? This
2: is just like (laughs) the Knicks. This is just like
3: One man in particular had dug through the ruins of his Hiroshima home to retrieve the bones of his wife. And he was walking through the streets of Nagasaki, carrying his wife's remains in a wash basin so he could give the remains to her parents when fat man detonates, he's just trying to make people sad. Now it <laughs> is
0: sad. Is what he's trying. I to mean, it's that's uh, that's uh, that's again once in human history. Yeah. this yes. story has happened.
3: Now, even though Fat Man was a more powerful bomb, Little Boy killed twice the number of people, and the destruction radius had been three times as large. This was because the hills surrounding Nagasaki absorbed the brunt of the bomb's blast, resulting in 40,000 instant deaths instead of 80,000. That was another reason why Nagasaki was a poor target. They knew that was going to happen.
2: And it had already been bombed a bunch. Yeah. And they'd already, like, it was, it was kind of all jacked up. And we'll also see there was, like, a, also the actual physical problems.
3: Yeah, the Entire operation had been troubled from the start. The original target had been the city of Kokura, which was a site of a massive Imperial Army arsenal. Bad weather and miscommunication, however, dogged the crew of Boxcar at every turn, as well as equipment, fuck-ups, there was fuel pump problems. Well, apparently I also
2: heard that they got so used to air raids, but one thing that they would do, one defensive maneuver, is that the factories would pump out steam. And that they would do a cover, like yeah. so. They mm. said when they got to Kokuro, there was a cover, and there's like kind of talk about whether or not it was weather or whether or not they literally had like hid themselves.
3: Some of the guys who worked at the factory claimed
0: Claim. that that's what they did. I don't know. Yeah, the, but, gov- the government should have given the contract to make that plane to Ocean
3: Gate. Current Ocean Gate current current pun. I don't. I don't understand. It's this a, is why Marcus, sub- you
0: are so unbelievably in history's that, asshole he's just you saying, do you not know anything about this is the strangest part where I do shine the
2: submarine that you don't know. You, he is equating the problems of the B-29 delivering boxcar delivering it to the problems of the Ocean Gate oh, submarine that you know, currently had it's fatal it's, catastrophe it's called Titan Ocean Gate's the company. See, he's doing the thing like where oh. I always could say anything's like a, a Coca-Cola. Oh. You know what I mean? Ocean. <laughs> it's ocean very Gate. Midwest.
3: I thought there was like a political scandal involving the ocean. And you were calling it Ocean Gate. See, that
2: would be interesting. That's a whole other episode series <laughs> about
0: the corruption in the sponge world. Marcus, why don't you just give me the script? I'll take over
3: let from
2: it, Let him look at it. Yeah, let, let me it. just Obviously, give it. I'll do the mean, reading I've been meaning on. to say this.
3: Well, Boxcar was on its way to the city of Kokura, but they had to land on the small island of Yakushima to wait for its observation plane. Call sign... Big Stink
2: Yeah <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Yeah I got that Big Stinky plane <laughs> Oh you right. need a Big sticky plane That's what I got
3: <laughs> I mean it I is.
2: rub shit on it Yeah Big Stink Yeah that's Here's your old big, plan. Stink. big Stink okay. He didn't like the name
3: the pilot of Big Stink, however, was of a superior rank to Boxcar's pilot. So after getting indignant over an order that he didn't agree with, Big Stink just refused to show up. So Big Stink made, made a of Big, big stink. stink. That's why we call you Big Stink. Yeah, big now, stink. and you're just. Like, <laughs> Are you making a Big
0: Stink <laughs> again, Big Stink? <sighs> no. Nah.
3: Therefore, while Boxcar was waiting to take off, Bad weather closed in over Kokura, and Boxcar burned a lot of fuel circling the city, waiting for a window in the clouds. Additionally, Japanese fighter planes were climbing towards Boxcar, and anti-aircraft fire from the ground was getting heavy, so it was on to the next target, Nagasaki. And Nagasaki, of course, remember it was fourth on the list. Nagasaki was where they could get to With as much Because f- they had to do calculation so just, We have to have yeah. enough fuel To get to Nagasaki And then from Nagasaki Back to base They
2: said they had the Bombers Journal And he wrote on things being like closing in On two hours of fuel I wonder if the Pacific will be cold
3: Yeah These wow. guys did not think They were going to make it no. back They need Sully Sullenberger up there They really <laughs> did Nagasaki, however, was also covered in clouds, but Boxcar didn't have enough fuel to return to base with a 9,000 pound bomb aboard. They had to drop it somewhere. It's also human, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the fat man was
2: safer to drop wild than the little boy was. Yeah. So they had a plan to ditch the fat man, okay. which is literally drop it in the fucking ocean.
3: Yeah. But just as the pilot decided to just drop fat man via radar on Nagasaki, come what may, the clouds broke. And bombardier captain Kermit Behan let her rip.
2: Names used to be names; <laughs> they really did. Kermit, old Kirby, Kermit. There. Kermit. Behan.
3: You know, Teddy Roosevelt had a son named Kermit. He got killed in World War One. Isn't mm-hmm. that something? Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah, and Teddy was very happy about that. He Teddy got set on, on fire
2: uh, because he was uh, completely made of felt. Oh,
0: isn't that too bad? <laughs> Teddy was, it was it, extraordinarily broken over the death of his son. And Kermit. he
2: was like, Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. My boy A very high voice. Yeah, he's yeah. never going
0: to marry that pig woman now. <laughs> It's up to me to have sex with her. That's what I would do if I ever had a kid that died young. And I'd be like, oh, now you're a wife. I, you know, hey, now it's up it's to me, me to have sex with her. It's uh, me, the
2: Benola Gay. If you remember me, I saved the war. Now you're my wife. You should be my daughter. In-law.
3: Well, the boxcar crew were three quarters of a mile off target. And that actually saved two. Tens of thousands of lives, but again, forty thousand died in an instant, and a lot of the same shit that happened in Hiroshima happened in Nagasaki, just not quite as bad.
0: A lot, of, but they're horrible, Corrible, horrible, yeah, horrible. If, yeah like, horrible. if if the big boy there was the only bomb dropped, people would they be we,
2: so we would be told, yeah. doing what we just did for Hiroshima. We yeah. would be doing that,
3: yeah. But boxcar made it back to Tinian. They landed with less than a minute's Worth of fuel, like if they Jesus. would have been up there for a
0: minute longer, they would have crashed. Well, that, man, that reminds me of Crash
3: Bandicoot. Yeah, but does when, it?
0: It's very time based. <laughs> I, oh, those yeah. time based games are stressful. No, they are very. I hate time based games. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. But Boxcar, when they landed, they found absolutely no fanfare, what? as opposed to the hero's welcome experienced by the crew of the Anola Gay. Basically, the the news of the Hiroshima
2: bombing made the whole world both the we yes we celebrated. But immediately, the whole world was like, "Huh? Yeah, like, exactly. What? Fuck!" And so, it was at first we couldn't party too hard because now we have to show this the unbearable responsibility of these weapons. Well, but you, it took a day for that to change.
1: Right. Um, yeah. But
2: now they're like, when they showed up, it immediately was just like, "Okay, well, you know, great, good work, guys. Let's get back." But because Truman was not happy that he when he found out. I guess from the news. It well, really
3: is a pretty big operation not to tell the president about. I mean, it was a half assed job. That might partly be the reason why America doesn't talk about it a lot. And it's an embarrassment because President Truman did not order this, nor was he even aware of the bombing until after it happened. It was at this point that we put in the rule that says presidents have to authorize nuclear strikes.
0: And isn't that funny now how the presidents just go to war without Congress? They, yeah. They take hand. We figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just, well, they chose to. They really, yeah,
3: fig- yeah they figured that out. Yeah. yeah. But even so, preparations were being taken on the island of Tinian for more nuclear strikes. And the scientists at Los Alamos were hard at work producing another plutonium bomb that would be done by the end of August. In fact, it's believed that the only reason why Japan escaped a third atomic bomb was because we'd already dropped all the bombs we had, yeah, we
2: made we dropped the fixed the full finished ones,
3: yeah, no, yeah, we dropped the full finished ones, even more ghoulish was the gung-ho spirit of Paul Tibbets, who had been the pilot that dropped the bomb on Hiroshima, he had volunteered to drop the next bomb, let me do it, and the he next wa- he wants another model, and the next he was prepared to drop as many bombs on Japan as it took to get them to surrender.
0: There might be a couple of different nuances when he speaks that aren't currently allowed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I oh. could
0: see him being kind of bleeped or just oh. like... Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Now, dropping a bunch of bombs on Japan was certainly a possibility because while Los Alamos was going to take until the end of August for a third bomb, Fat Men 4 through 6 would be done by September. And by oh, that's this- Fat Men. Yeah, that's what I said, Fat Men. Fat oh. Men. Fat Men 4 through 6. I, w- I guess it would be Fat Men 4 through 6. Fat Man
0: 4 through 6, yeah. I would say that. Yeah, because yes. you
3: don't say like diehards... Four and five. Unless you're my mother. Yeah, you do. <laughs>
0: no. Yeah, Die Hard's four and five. No,
3: you say Die Hard four and five.
0: It depends on how you want to go. you say, yeah, start... you either
2: do proper English or you, yeah. Or yeah. you don't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it depends. Ah.
0: If you're saying Die Hard's fourth film had better boobs than Die Hard one. That's- Everyone is just pulling their
2: cars into oncoming traffic. <laughs> Everybody is just slamming their hard, laptop shut. They're, they're deleting four. the podcast. I they're would like say, hours of that that little, that Years
3: thing. of doing a show. But you would say the, go- die, the, the Die Hard's franchise. Rob yes. has just
2: moved to, from <laughs> New go. York to Los Angeles to edit this <laughs> Yes, indeed.
3: <laughs> uh, but perhaps a bigger reason why neither America nor Japan is eager to discuss the bombing of Nagasaki is because while Hiroshima was entirely unnecessary, Nagasaki was even more so.
2: Yeah, it is definitely the, this is, how do I say this? I can put myself in history shoes and talk about and think about Hiroshima and kind of vaguely understand the whys and the hows and how we got to this place. But Nagasaki is the thing of like, this is where we entered into, now we're a bully. Now we are, we're just doing this. To set the tone for the next war. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Uh,
3: I mean, the, it was done with all of the gravitas of fuck it, let's do it again. And that's
2: the thing, it just went right out the pa- it was very corporate almost, it just went out the door.
3: Yeah. Just as the Fat Man bomb was falling on Nagasaki, Japan's Supreme Council for the direction of the war, the so-called Big Six, they were arguing over the best way to surrender. In fact, the decision to seek peace had been made six weeks Before Hiroshima. Oh, man. But the Big Six couldn't agree on conditions. But really, the biggest tragedy here was that it wasn't necessarily the atomic bombs that made the Japanese surrender. Or at least it wasn't the biggest reason. Now, not every historian agrees on this theory, but I do. It's thought by some that it was fear of a full Soviet invasion on the Japanese mainland and the eventual communist rule that drove the Japanese into the arms of the Americans. Truly, it was the Soviet Union invading that really popped them out of their fucking dream. That means that Nagasaki had no effect whatsoever on Japan's decision to mm. surrender. And we rained hellfire on tens of thousands of people for no reason at all.
0: I mean, it does just show you how unlikable the Russians are. <laughs> because they were like, yeah, these guys bombed us twice, but, but if but you, you try cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, they're
2: going to invent video games. Yeah. <laughs> you know what mean? Cool. Like,
3: Actually, we're gonna, I mean? I think the Japanese, the Japanese, Japanese will really video perfect games. it. You yeah, yeah. know what I mean? We'll buy say, them. We'll buy them. Yeah, Tetris. But that was a Tetris. They literally were like, they have
2: Elvis Presley. You know what I mean? Like They have, like fun over there.
3: Yeah. We'll we'll But either way, when the Japanese came with surrender terms, Secretary of War Henry Stimson agreed to leave the emperor on the throne just long enough for him to order the surrender of the Japanese armies because Stimson knew that Emperor Hirohito was going to be the only guy that those armies listened to. Stimson's reasoning was that it was in America's best interest To plant our flag on the Japanese homeland As soon as we could We had to get there before the Soviets even came close Because we wanted to avoid another power-sharing situation Like we had in Germany And that's if we didn't lose Japan to the Soviets completely And then also,
2: we got the atomic bomb And we're in your backyard Now we're
3: here We're here, yes And so, on August fifteenth, 1945 Japan accepted the Potsdam Declaration. Emperor Hirohito broadcasted an address telling the people of Japan and his armies to stand down because quote, the war situation has developed not necessarily to Japan's advantage. I'm <laughs> <laughs> still best. a politician at
0: I, the end of the Not necessarily. I
2: had a dream yeah. that maybe we might want to think about stopping
3: this. Maybe. A little over two weeks later, Emperor Hirohito signed the document surrendering to America, and on September 2nd, 1945, World War II officially ended. Yay! Yay! That, however, is not where our story ends. Ooh. No, (laughs) no, it's good. (laughs) It's good. For we shall return next week for the conclusion to our series on the Manhattan Project. With the long-term effects of radiation poisoning, (gasps) the moment in which atomic power becomes an object of fear for America rather than an object of wonder, and the eventual fate of of J. Robert Oppenheimer. My
0: girlfriend! Oh, oh they'll cover it in the My movie. My girlfriend! Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, let's see. Do we have anything we want to announce? We, we have I know many, we, many, many, many things we, got we do. This. Can we talk about San Diego? Can Not met- San Diego, no, but we okay. can talk about
2: the live streaming show that we are doing November 4th here in Los Angeles at the Palace. We are finally ending our Mamma Mia. Here we go here again we go tour. Again. We're doing it in Los Angeles one last time. We're going Long again li- for the last time. We're going again for the last time. We're giving a live stream just so you know. That doesn't mean some people were like, did you mean final show? No, we are gonna go oh, on tour yeah, next gonna, year. There's no, no, no final
0: to fi- We'll be dead. We're gonna be, yes, be We're gonna die show. on stage. Yeah. That's, how we, yeah, that's yeah. how we
2: live our life. But Know that we're going to do a live stream. And then also remember for the shows that we're postponing in Australia and New Zealand to the 2024 dates, we're giving you guys a free show this year. But we're going to
3: figure out all that we're coordinating f- over the next couple of weeks. You're going to receive an email from us. It will be a stream show, not a free show in Australia. No, it will be a stream be show. A, I would say it's more of a program than a show. It's, it's a, a, program. Program. And, a program. And there will
2: be show aspects, but I am excited for this. Uh, I think that that will be, do you guys going to get that? And we've got Henry Zabrowski, me. At Dad's Garage in Atlanta, July 7th and 8th. I'm going to be enjoying myself making
0: improv. you got to see me there. And then we got Kissel. Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of blabbing. So you guys can come out to San Diego on 7-9. That's July 9th, San Francisco, July 16th. Uh, Las Vegas, July 23rd. And Ontario, California, July 30th. So it'll be fun. No, yeah. I'm re- I'm excited. And for uh, you. the theme for all of that is sloughing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So feel free to come with your skin slightly hanging. And off he will be doing body. his
2: new Kisselknut's hour, <laughs> which will mostly involve. I mean, I'm very honest. I'm
0: scared. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm horrified. All right. Uh, that's it. That's all. Thank you all so much for supporting all the shows here. Thanks for uh, listening to our serious shows and calling in. You all are wonderful. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan.
3: Hail Gene. And don't forget to watch our stream every Tuesday. Yeah. Last stream on the left. Become a Patreon supporter, and you get to watch it live and see all of the stuff that gets cut out for the YouTube stream because I showed a lot of stuff this week I, that is definitely going to get cut, it cut out. It I don't got know cut if out. it will, yeah. but um, now the, ne- the testicles definitely oh, are going on YouTube. The be testicles will be cut out. Yes. Can't. Even yeah. though
2: that's medical. But no, YouTube is Puritan.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, Also, use the information in this series for your July 4th
3: barbecue. Oh, yeah. And have fun with it. Mention this a lot, especially if you're going to a barbecue with with a lot of conservative old people. If you've got a great grandpa, definitely make sure to talk to him about how Hiroshima was not necessary. Yeah, Well, why
0: don't you just not frame it in a way where... Frame it in a way where he feels bad. Yeah, At the no, end of his no, life, no, no, frame it in a way no, where no, he
3: feels no. like his entire life was a lie and yeah, that everything he was thought, that he <laughs> thought him was up, true about America spite. is Despite. a
2: true... Sometimes you get a fifth adolescence in your 90s. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, what a great wrap-up to Pride Month.
0: All <laughs> All right. you so Hail much yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. M- 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 and me. Bye.
2: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: Fluffy bread, fresh tortillas, classic burger buns, and so many carbs. Carb fear is real. But Hero Bread makes healthier versions of the carb-heavy favorites we love the most. We're talking fewer calories, zero to two grams net carbs, zero
1: grams of sugar, and seriously great taste. Plus more of the dietary fiber and protein you want. No compromise. Don't skip out on your favorites. Just use Hero Bread. Get 10% off your order at hero.co with code HERO10 at checkout. That's HERO10 at h-e-r-o.co.